2: Sponsored by Pfizer.
3: Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60minutesovertime.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
4: How should we think of micrograms in terms
2: of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that? The, the, obviously we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response the, the, obviously we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response and then can you repeat the, the second question I do I mean obviously you have a lot of data now what is your protection is everybody's measuring antibodies; they're probably relevant but as we know uh, that's a long question we need a quick answer I would say there is no established correlate of protection.
5: They're trying to train the body's immune system to target the right part of the virus, because getting it wrong can be dangerous.
2: We know that historically, with coronaviruses, that if you do vaccinate with the wrong kind of vaccine, for instance in domestic cats who have a similar viral infection, that you can make the disease more severe.
6: Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, August 14th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jam-packed show as it seems to have been the last so many days in a row. I just There's so much happening simultaneously. It's getting a little impossible. I guess it's always been that way. The 24-hour news cycle is meant to do that to you. That's the entire point. But important here is to talk about what we're seeing progress along the uh, the evolution of the now dissolving COVID-19 narrative, as it's been that way for quite a long time. But we can see that they're now walking this back in a really, really embarrassing way. Now, it's, I, if, if I would have gotten to a show yesterday, I could have done this yesterday. It's a little bit more, a little more primed to that day. But as of yesterday, they have it changed. Oh, I guess the same way we talked about the first part. They don't really admit anything. In this case, they just delete something really important to their narrative thus far and don't even address that. Like, think about how incredible it is to censor and attack and shame people that challenge the thing they deleted and then just to quietly remove it, which you can only take one way. At the very least, something changed and they don't have the, the courage to stand up and say, this changed. Or how about this? They don't care enough about your safety and health to tell you that something is wrong or that maybe that something is even worse. I mean, we don't, because we're left to go, oh, who knows? That's crazy. And it shows you how dishonest they are at the core. Now, the first thing we talked about before was was how they changed their general guidance to COVID-19 in a real, real, like on a dime, complete opposite way. Even NPR stupidly framed it as just not a real big overhaul. You mean complete opposites, not a big overhaul? (laughs) It's It's embarrassing the way that they're trying to make this seem like an evolution. The point we keep laughing about in, in, in my, other, my side circles here are, you know, that science is settled when they want it to be, but then science evolves when they want it to as well. It's kind of funny. They, you know, works both ways for them whenever they want it to. That's talking out of both sides of your mouth, and that's how they always play this. Well, we're going to talk about that evolution of this and how it's obviously showing you that you were right the entire time, not because you guessed at it, not because you were assuming things based on superficial information, but because we have been walking through the scientific research, and we've been questioning that as well. And we've been putting together that with observational information, with real world experience, with all sorts of other doctor, scientist, expert testimony. And you were right the entire time because of that, because you were objective, because you're paying attention, not because you just guessed at it or were, you know, all the other things they throw at people like us. that we're just sitting here in our parents' basement, making up a bunch of conclusions based on our superficial opinion. And that's what they love to assume and pretend we are. Now, those people exist. And I would equally argue those people are not the best people to listen to. Do they have a right to scream their opinion? Of course they do. That's the important thing to remember with, uh, actually, I don't think we're going to get into any censorship today, but as always, that's important to remember. And they just don't want you to be able to objectively converse. That's the craziest thing. I said this on a recent podcast. It's actually really crazy to see that like objectivity, true, genuine, complete objectivity, which is rare today, is threatening. To people in the two-party paradigm, as well as the government. I mean, you are dangerous if you're objective today to them. Think about how crazy that is, more so to the government. But we see it on both sides of this, and that that's the biggest problem. Now, before I get drawn into my points like I always do, we're also going to talk about some, a quick couple points about masks' evolution of this kind of tied in with the pandemic of the injected segment of today. But we're also going to talk about long COVID. And I wanted to really nail this down because I've been making this point. We've gone over it before, but I wanted you guys to see Beyond a shadow of a doubt that nobody really knows what that is now we argue and it's very clearly correlative to what we're seeing with the injection and all the things that can cause i mean it's it's almost a no brainer that some of this is the vaccine problems. I can't say for sure that people aren't having some long problem of something they dealt with, whether it's the flu or the phantom covid nineteen whatever, but the point is that we can see that is part of it based on the peer reviewed science, but they or any of us for that matter, don't truly know what that is, this big grouping of unexplained things. That's what's stupid about it. Sort of like SADS or SIDS. It is a catch-all for things that we can't explain, and yet then it becomes its own diagnosis, which is a manipulation. So now long COVID is being used as a standing point to make other arguments, even though it's completely undefined. It's just because, it well, they had COVID, we don't know that for sure, and they, you know, I was going to, lay out a few few things there and I kind of lost the things I was going to add. But the point is we don't know the full picture. We can't prove that COVID-19 is there. We can't prove that the PCR test that they said they were sick with is actually that they were sick. There's a lot of open caveats and questions there. So all they do is go, well, you had it. My point was that's completely undefined in and of itself. Therefore, again, it could be the flu, the cold. That was one of the things I was going to include. Therefore, because you're experiencing tiredness and sniffles two months later, ah, long COVID. Now, yeah, sure, that's possible. But think about the unscientific nature of just making that conclusion and then literally doing studies based on because we know this, therefore this. And we're watching studies like that done. So I'm going to show you a science.org discussion as of like last month showing you that this we don't know. They don't know. Here are the three leading guesses at what this is. And yet we're watching arguments about how that has to stop or protect children because long COVID. I mean. You guys don't need me to tell you how wildly unscientific this entire trust the science movement has become or was in the beginning. But we're going to also finish uh, with a big segment on polio. You know, the, the news spreading, so we're told anyway, problem that was very clearly started. I mean, all this comes from their narrative, so I shouldn't even say very clearly. But as even they will tell you was caused by the oral polio vaccine. Well, they'll tell you if you dive through the ends of their articles. So the oral polio vaccine, as of very recently, was still spreading and getting people sick. Outbreaks were happening because of it, which is ridiculous. And now they're admitting this is because of that. So the point is, whether that is all about just the scarce biosecurity state or wanting to blame unvaccinated, even though i will prove to you, especially in the UK, that they're, it's predominantly vaccinated people who have had polio vaccines that are getting this, which shows you that these things are changing. So why does it matter? It's the whole different problem producing antibodies issue. Actually, I forgot to play that in the beginning. That's a clip that I was going to play after the other ones I played, which was this one, which you guys have seen. They're
5: trying to train the body's immune system to target the right part of the virus because getting it wrong can be dangerous.
2: We know that historically with coronaviruses, that if you do vaccinate with the wrong kind of vaccine, for instance, in domestic cats, who have a similar viral infection, that you can make the disease more severe.
6: Did I play that? (laughs) Now I'm forgetting. I feel like I didn't play it. In any case, that's the important point there, that obviously if you're creating something that's for something that's not actually the same thing that's there, you're going to hurt people. And that's what Fauci's admitted. That's what they're admitting. That has to do with the whether this is monkeypox or it's a different kind of monkeypox or it's all an illusion or this is the same polio or it's a different thing. Like these things matter. And they'll tell you that when it matters to them. But here we are watching this spread and we're going to talk about that and how they're arguing they're testing the wastewater to see that it's coming but then have that translate into a conversation about water in general and how we're watching that become an argument about why we need to evolve everything and reimagine our world. And of course, the water crisis was where that's going to go. We've talked about the food. That's also very important. It's still building, but how that water part of it is also being used. And then finally, digital ID and how that's all ushering us into this dangerous future that nobody seems to want. So let's start off today with the discussion of Donald Trump. Now, I wanted to give a couple quick points about this Discussion of the 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 Lawrence and so on because it's pretty much where we still were in the beginning. Things have evolved, and I'll show you what I've seen that's evolved. But you know, there's a lot of information that we just don't know, and that's when I get so infuriated by watching the partisan back and forth when it's all a bunch of su- conjecture and subjective arguments that they nailed down before we ever knew anything. And weirdly enough, have stayed exactly the same. <laughs> it's almost like they were psychic, right? No, it's because they chose the narrative, and that hasn't changed whether or not the information changes. If it alt- if it b- bumps up against their narrative, they call it fake news or they're lying or they planted it, which is all possible. And that's both sides, by the way. Because understand, from the left perspective, Trump was guilty, but of course he was, no matter what. Even if it turns out it wasn't actually this, or as the first tweet here points out, Tom Fitton writes, leftist media beginning to admit the truth, which is interesting because it doesn't seem to now be the truth, starting to spin for Biden DOJ that, quote, it doesn't matter if the documents are classified, which again, this is actually something that was being stated. This is on the 13th, as of uh, today, I believe. Let's see when this was posted. I believe, yeah. Uh, oh, the 12th. So this is interesting. So it's what's weird is that this is being discussed, but see, we can't prove this stuff. This is all stuff that's introduced into a court of law. We're not being able to see it, which is usually what you get from even places like not even but places like Tom Fitton and uh uh, uh shoot. Judicial Watch. Thanks. Glad, I'm glad I remember that. It's a great outlet you guys should follow, doing great work and showing you real legal documents. But that's the point, is that you don't see that here. To read this next, the point is for the title, FBI took 11 sets of classified material, so they say, from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home while investigating possible espionage violations. Which is very strange that they only the only espionage conversation came up after this all happened, but yet now we're argument they were investigating for espionage acts. And that's why they went in like this seems kind of like the, the narrative itself or the justifying the action. Like, it's very strange. But this, I, if you don't think there's political motivation here, you're just not paying attention. That doesn't have to be exclu- mutually exclusive from Trump breaking the law. What they're arguing is there was a whole bunch of stuff, including top secret documents that he wasn't supposed to have. Now, if that's true you ha- you can't deny that they would arguably have a legal reason to do so, especially if he was playing games and resisting. But the point is, we don't know anything. I don't trust anybody in any side here. I don't believe what Trump says. I don't believe what they say. And neither should you. Why you would take anything at face value in any situation like this is beyond me. That just shows that you are choosing to subjectively trust a person who has lied before. And that doesn't really that applies to literally anybody you point that in the situation. So realize how crazy it is. But what I think is interesting is I don't trust the FBI. You guys have known that long before this ever started. I mean, a lot of people are starting to come around to this reality that they're literally, their entire essence is counter to the Constitution, in my mind. I mean, I don't think that's my mind either. I think that's pretty clear, especially based on their actions. But that aside, my point is that I wouldn't put it past the FBI to lie, to plant things. We've seen police officers do that. Why When the FBI has been caught manufacturing entire events? That's not my opinion. Even the New York Times has wrote about that. So in this case, we should be very clearly questioning this. What's interesting, though, is that Trump himself was the one that said, actually, I don't know why I'm going. I should just, well, you know what? I don't need to read through all of it. Well, I think you want to see some of it. Anyway, before I forget too far past this, what's interesting is that if they're saying it doesn't matter, that either means that they weren't aware yet that this had been posted, but simply arguing it doesn't matter that whether or not they're classified. That's because they do not like Trump. Let's well, not be. I mean, whether or not I believe whether or not it's a two party illusion from the real point of it, there are still people, including in the media, that identify as this or truly at a very childish level, hate Donald Trump. And so we have to recognize that will drive them to say ridiculous things on all partisan media. But what do you mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether they're classified. So the fact that he took documents that anybody can have suddenly that's enough to invest to invade his house. I mean, come on. It's just silly to see how much politics are involved here but it appears that there were some documents, so they say. The Justice Department removed 11 sets of classified documents from Trump's house while executing a search warrant this week. And it says, uh, according to the court documents, that were unsealed and released on Friday. Now, my point would be that Tom, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch would post those documents for you, as any real journalist would, because then you could actually dissect them and dive through them. Now, I haven't gone into this deep. They might be out there somewhere. You guys can check them out for yourselves. I don't find this to be the most important discussion right now. I'm sure people that are desperate to fight that to argue Trump is the savior of everything would argue differently. And maybe they're right. I just personally don't think this is the most important thing. But bottom line is it is it's I find this to be a dramatic overstep. But if they do produce these documents and show that he was doing something, you could argue if this, if this was Biden in reverse and everything they argue happened, did happen. They would lose their minds about Biden trying to sell things to China. And maybe that, and they should be. So in reverse, we have to be able to look past partisanship if this is actually what happened. But the bottom line is no matter how far this goes and no matter what they prove, people that want to support Trump will argue that they planted it without any evidence. We already see that happening or that it wasn't real or that they fabricated evidence, which by the way, is very possible. But I don't know why we can't get past the assumption part of this. But it says the property receipt, which also was released on Friday for Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, shows that some of the materials recovered were marked as top secret. One of the highest levels of classification. The search warrant identifies three federal crimes that the Justice Department is looking at as part of its investigation. Violations of the Espionage Act, which is crazy. Obstruction of justice and criminal handling of government records. Which, by the way, every single part applies to what Clinton went through. Right? Every single part. But, of course, that just is, you know, not that it means that he shouldn't be accountable for the same crime. But think about how ridiculous that is. Did any of this happen for Clinton? What difference at this point does it make? Yeah. Good point, Clinton. Right. At this point, <laughs> what difference does it make? Right. You guys have all seen that video. Um, you guys should actually watch that if you haven't. I'll probably play it in a second. But the ridiculous part of her standing up and going, what does it matter? Well, that, of course, that was about something else. But the point about the whole conversation about arguing that they were just not a big deal because I'm not a criminal. And it's all this thing that rests on the idea that they're good people fighting for good things. Their belief, their followers believe that. But how are we going to act like what Clinton did is he is is not dramatically more important, willfully breaking devices, covering things up. I mean, it's just incredible. And, we're, and look, whether we're talking physical documents or emails or information on phones and data, that's the same difference, especially in the age of the you know, technological age we're in. It's it, it, I mean, the bottom line is it's the same reality. And her stuff was exactly as important. Well, here, I mean, let's just show you what he actually said, even though it's kind of a funny mixed breakdown. To give you an update on the FBI's investigation of
0: Secretary Clinton, what I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails. 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information.
6: What difference at this point does it make? It's, it's a good video because it's funny and it does show you how ridiculous it all is. Like you can literally lay out all these things, all these things. Every one of those were a crime. All the top, everything that went, uh, went beyond what she was supposed to have outside of the situation, all of them and nothing happened. So think about that. But guess what, guys? I kind of argue if I had to guess that nothing will happen to Trump either. Anybody that no one's going to agree with that the left's going to say, no, he's going to go to prison. The right's going to say, no, he's going to they're going to try to charge him, whatever. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't believe that he's what everybody thinks he is in most partisan media and discussions. But on either side, but we'll wait and see what happens, because if nothing ultimately happens, like with Clinton and all we do is scream about this and point away from all the other stuff we're going to get into today. Well, that would say quite a bit. But it says no one has been charged with a crime at this time. Which, you know, you would argue that's kind of how it would go. But <laughs> to be pretty, pretty clear here, if it was you, you know, Joe on the corner, Joe and, you know, whatever, what, Bob in, in San Francisco, you with just simply having those in your possession would already be in prison. <laughs> so let's just recognize a little bit of a different situation there. But agents also took four sets of top secret documents, three sets of secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents, court documents show. I'd love to see this information and prove that they did find them there. Because don't forget, they even Trump's team said that they left those videos on. So they can see them rifling. They can see what they took. So you could verify this stuff if you really wanted to. In total, the unsealed warrant shows the FBI collected more than 20 boxes. Now, don't forget, in the beginning, they were all screaming there was no warrant. So that quickly changed. Now there is, but now we're moving to the next argument. that No, now it's planted or it's fake. Okay, well, you know. It's just we need to see that partisan thing where it's just a you know, scream narrative and then just evolve as the as the information comes out. No addressing that you were wrong. That's a QAnon symptom right there. But it's not just for the right. But it says shows the FBI collected more than 20 boxes, as well as binders and photos, sets of classified government materials and at least one handwritten note, which, by the way, seems like a hell of a lot more than what they said that they were delivering, which I think was like three boxes. But yeah, that's. Beyond the point, because we can't, I can't prove at this point whether that's actually what was taken, whether that was actually what was important, or whether it's just a bunch of Melania's clothes and a bunch of boxes. Who knows? Because they're dishonest at, at their core. Now, Trump did not oppose the release of the warrant, which I find very relevant. Now, if it shows all this stuff, which counters everything that they were all saying, it's kind of interesting they wouldn't stop it. So maybe there's a plan. Maybe he is being framed and he's going to prove it. We'll have to wait and see. That's how anybody honest should be covering the story. But Trump said in a late night post on his Truth Social platform Thursday, he would not oppose the release of the documents, and that he was going to step further by encouraging the release. That's interesting. Right. Almost to say, that, yes, there are top secret documents, which, by the way, if that's true, that would be a problem that I mean, it doesn't matter how you spin this. That's not supposed to happen. Now, did he declassify these before he left? I would argue if they did, if he did, they wouldn't be top secret, but we'll have to wait and see. But maybe we'll never find anything else out. All right? I mean, that's how these things tend to go, because there's a lot more happening they don't want you seeing. Well, here's a big update, guys. It has been revealed that Donald Trump was housing a private server at Mar-a-Lago and hired a close associate to wipe it clean with computer software. Big news. The FBI found government phones, which were then smashed to prevent evidence from being discovered. Just kidding. That was Hillary Clinton. Of course we know that. secret. 36 of those chains secret. And 8 confidential information.
3: What difference at this point does it make? It's just so stupid.
6: God, I hate these people. But here we go. Let's go to the next part. Now, this is important because this is where I see this all going. Like, this is where my mind goes. I frankly could care less about these people other than the reality that what happens to them absolutely translates into your life. You know, again, those kind of comments, they do not jive with the people that think Trump's going to save us all. Right. But the bottom line is, I just don't care because these people have done things. I mean, just look at what happened under Trump's administration. As much as they really don't want to see it, it was everything that led us to where we are now. Biden continued it. It's just as simple as that. It wouldn't have happened. What Biden's doing now would not be possible without multiple moves that Trump made throughout the whole thing, including continuing to promote the injection. But that's, that, that's a different conversation. This point is where I see that being used, whether he knows it or not, whether Republicans know it or not. I believe they're being framed right now for a larger agenda. Which is weird because I'm defending them, except they hate me at the same time. August 14th, this came out today. Man crashes, burning vehicle into U.S. Capitol barricade, begins firing gun, shoots himself. Now this is really an open defi- Actually, it might have already fleshed out more. It uh, doesn't look like it did. But I'm curious to see where this goes. Because I can promise you there are people that are diving through information. That was my main point here, to find out if he was a Republican. If he was a MAGA supporter, if he was on True Social, and all these things that they're just grasping onto, which don't really mean or prove anything. Could, but it's just a correlated point. It means nothing. I mean, I have a True Social account. Does that make me a MAGA terrorist? They would argue so. But here's the point. An unidentified man reportedly set his car on fire by driving into a—wait, on fire by driving into a U.S. Capitol barricade? That's a weird way to frame that. Crashes burn. So if he crashed and that's what caught it on fire, why would it be he crashes a burning vehicle into the Capitol barricade? Because the argument is he set his car on fire by driving it into the barricade. I don't know if that's just a weird typo or mix-up of the information, but you see how this stuff goes, and it's just like, what? (laughs) Anyway, so either he drove a burning car into the barricade or he hit the barricade and it caught on fire, which would be a totally wrong title for that. But he says he then exited his vehicle and began firing a weapon indiscriminately before shooting himself, police say. The man's motive in the incident is unknown thus far. Now, what's interesting to me is let's say right now they dig through and find this person's identity and then find out that he's on Truth Social. Maybe also Twitter and everywhere else, but it doesn't matter. He's on Truth Social. They're going to point that. They're going to say, "See, this guy was a Truth is it Trumper. He was a MAGA guy. Here he is at the dr- January 6th or here he is tweeting something that even generally suggestively points maybe being supportive of January 6th terrorist." That's kind of where their minds are at. But here's my point. Let's say they dig into this and find out he's a diehard Democrat that supports Biden. You know what will happen then? Literally nothing. Now, don't take that as a partisan point, even though it is. My point is that these games are played on all sides, but realize how obvious that would be right now. You know that would happen because that doesn't do anything for the media right now. Now, maybe maybe, uh, Tucker and Fox would say something. They probably would. My point would be, though, that that's what would happen in the general consensus of the discussion right now, that they would be like, oh, that doesn't matter. They wouldn't even point it out because, of course, that wouldn't drive to do anything weird. But MAGA, they would or his mindset would. And that's their opinion. Yet again, back to the idea that we're being driven by a bunch of children using subjective arguments to drive narrative and, and policy around your life. But just so that's all clear, guys. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But this is where my mind is at. I believe this is how this is going to go. Not, not this exact incident, but how that kind of is being used in all contexts. Anything, anywhere they can lump into this argument, they will do it. And it will be used to frame these people as the biggest terrorist they've ever seen in our lifetime, even though it's not what's happening. Now, just, I, just mark my words, guys. I believe that's coming. Now, let's jump into the right out of the gate here, or sort of. <laughs> The COVID-19 discussion, huge shout out to the expose because they really are doing a great job keeping up on these documents that, that I've stopped fault. Follow- I mean, I have really kind of stopped digging into the UK one after they just altered and removed him. I don't, I didn't trust it in the beginning. I don't trust any of this stuff, but I really was, I don't trust that they're even showing you the accurate information when they hide the information that was most important at the time anyway, but good for them for staying on it because this is actually really important. Now, I'm going to show you a couple of important things here their title one in every 482, which was the main part of our title today. Thank you again. Shout out to the expose one in every 482 vaccinated people with the COVID injection died within one month of COVID-19 vaccination in England, according to the UK government. Now, remember this is, Oh, I should have put, I guess England. That's, that's a small miss mistake there for me in the title. It says UK, which is, it's not that broad. It's England, but you know, so be it my mistake. But the point here. And that is a big difference, just to be clear. That's my mistake. The title should say, but of course, the problem was that I had limited characters and I don't have enough for that. But the point is not that we can prove they died from an injection, but the bottom line is one in in every 482 vaccinated people, the COVID injection died from something within one month of that injection. Now you can't argue that's just a normal, oh no, it's normal people die all the time. That is a wildly overwhelmingly high amount of people in this one discussion. What's, but what I find even more important than that is what I found in the same document showing you a kind of general breakdown of the overall all cause death, but in relation to the vaccine status. We'll go to that next. First, their article. As it says, on the 6th of July, the UK government institution known as the Office for National Statistics published a data set on deaths by vaccination status in England between the 1st of January, 2021, and the 31st of May, 2022 which can be found here, and I'll show you next, and it makes for horrifying reading. Table 9 of the data set, which is right down here, contains figures on whole period counts, I'll show you in the document, of all registered deaths grouped by how many weeks after vaccination the deaths occurred. For deaths involving COVID-19 and deaths involving not involving COVID-19, deaths occurring between the 1st of January, 2021, May 31st, 2022, England. Now it says, as you can see right here, the ONS still doesn't make it easy for us by revealing the overall numbers of deaths, which is intentional, guys. But with some patience and simple math, which is why I give them a huge shout out for doing this work for you, and you can check it for yourself, we can easily find this out ourselves. Now, this chart you can see now, the following chart shows the overall number of deaths within within one month to five weeks of COVID-19 vaccination in England between January 1st, same time frame, May 31st, 2022. And you can just see the very clear breakdown. The point is, it says, according to the Office of National Statistics between January 1st and 2021, March 31st, 2022, a total of 9,891 people died with COVID-19 within one month of vaccination and a total of 82,255 people died of any other cause within one month of vaccination. The UK Health Security Agency has been quietly pushing a weekly report titled Weekly National Influenza and COVID-19 Surveillance Report that contains mountains of of monotonous data. However, hidden deep within that report are the figures for COVID-19 vaccination uptake in England by dose. The following table is taken from page 65 of the week 27 report, which is linked right there, and shows vaccine uptake in England by age. We've created this following chart based on the figures provided by the, by the U, UK Health Security Agency above showing the total vaccination uptake versus the total vaccination refusal in England per dose, which, again, is very revealing, showing you, I mean, the, the continual rise of people pushing back. But it says, according to the UK Health Security Agency, 44.48 million people have had a single dose. million people have had two doses and 32.9 million people have had three doses as of July 3rd, 2022. Therefore, using simple math, we find that one in every 482 vaccinated people has died within one month of COVID vaccination in England. Now, yes, they could have died in a car accident. They could have died in any number of things. But the simple math and the breakdown shows you a wildly high correlative point in this discussion. So you have to argue there's something wrong there. Same kind of thing about the collapsing athletes. You can argue that they could have died from something else. Maybe they had an, a, a problem in their heart that maybe they were unvaccinated. Who knows? But you cannot dismiss the fact that we're seeing a wildly large amount of people collapsing that's so far above what we would na- average expect in any given year based on both studies that dive into this, a so six-year and a 10-year from FIFA and from NIH. I've shown you this a million times that we need to acknowledge that there's something hurting these people, but they refuse to do that. Same thing we're looking at here. I mean, there's just no denying this, guys. This is the same argument of the unexplained deaths that we can't, we're baffled by the leading cause of death. They're putting their head in the sand and ignoring this. And that's why we're watching the narrative slowly roll away, because they're just hoping people distance themselves from this as we push into something else like monkeypox or polio or the whatever the next surge is they're going to point at. Because this is alarming. I mean, some people need to be held legally c- accountable for the actions they took and the fact that they forced people to do something that they now are being proven based on their own actions were wrong, were dangerous, were not only dangerous, but they knew that it was dangerous at multiple levels. And this is undeniable at this point. Now it says we also see a similar pattern among every single other age group. When they make graphs on every one of them, you guys can check out for yourselves. It's absolutely staggering. But the rea- the bottom line here is that there's an un- um, unprecedented amount of people dying within one month of taking these injections. There's no misunderstanding that. They could try to argue something else. As we always say, correlation is not causation, as we always say. But that does not explain this. In fact, it in fact quite clearly argues that something's going on around the vaccination because of the time close to it. Or the best guess would be. I mean, because you could argue all sorts of other things, but based on not just this one point, but all the information we have around this, based on what we know the danger is of myocarditis, that we know the within the first 21 days after one shot and all these discussions. Remember that. Within the first 21 days after the first shot is where the where eighty percent of the problems happen, cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. So look at that correlation. How can you ignore that and then say this isn't connected to the injection, right? But it's not absolute proof. Because we're honest and we're objective. But you guys can see how this is building. Now, the point that I... Well, here's the actual uh, docu- uh, breakdown of information from the ONS. Now, before we get to the next part, I'm going to do my screen share. And this is what's frustrating about this, guys. This is the kind, This is how they gave you this information now. Remember, it used to be on their nice little graph. And you could see that it was from the UK. Like So when you show it to people... They go, oh yeah, that's that's legitimate, right? That's kind of how that works today. Is they well, they want people to go, oh yeah, that's legitimate because I can see that it says UK.gov, right? Well, today, what they do in most of these places is they dump on a, a downloadable graph for you, like this. So it pops up <clears throat> on whatever a- a- application you have on your computer. And it's just like, it's just a movable graph that you can see all this data with all these different tables and all this different information. So the point is, when you try to, sh- how do you show this? So I show this to you right now on the show. To you, I could have typed this all out. How do you know? That's the point. It's unverifiable to, to anybody that's being objective, right? But you, you could take my word for it. I'll give you the link and you could check it for yourself. Or rather what I say, don't take my word for it. Go check it to make sure you could see it for yourself. But you get my point. They're going out of their way to make this almost unverifiable. But to, their, to, the, to the point they were making first, you can, break, you can see the breakdown of the age grouping, and you can see how very difficult it is with this kind of breakdown to make this make sense. Especially since instead of having them all under one category, they give you each one of them and break them down in each one. It's very confusing. But you already got the information. That's what the breakdown of the math was. Please check it for yourself so you can see that they're right. But what I found was very interesting. I'm sure they looked at it too. I bet you the Expos even did an article about it. This is interesting. Here is the breakdown of the overall information they they gave you starting January 2021, again, all the way until May 2022, right? And you can see, I only did the first few of them because that's the most important. Because remember, January 2021, there was almost nobody injected outside of the trials because it ended, or rather the, the December 2020 is when they really began injecting people outside of these trials. So we're told. So right out of the gate, we can look at January 2021, and you can see an interesting breakdown. Of course, you would argue that, remember, these people, these are counts of death. And then you got the age standardized mortality rate per 100,000 years. And it goes from unvaccinated, which, again, is interesting because that's they just claim that definition means unvaccinated, which they don't verify what that means to them. And that's an important thing today because it means a lot of things. But they do follow up by saying in the next category, first dose, less than 21 days ago. So it, it doesn't seem there's any error there. So you would argue that most of these places are calling unvaccinated anybody within that next category. But here's the point. It's all causes. So they can include any other kind of death. First, you can notice that that was my point, that 52,000, they're arguing, people died unvaccinated from any other cause. So the point is, there's all sorts of other things, COVID-19 and whatever else. But even the COVID-19 deaths at this time were flu, pneumonia, a PCR test in a car accident. We saw all this stuff. So those are up in the air. That's not what I want to show you. Because you go to the very next year, or excuse me, next month. We're in February 2021. At this point, people are beginning to get injected. But you are it's very far from the majority. So here's what we're seeing. Unvaccinated people accounted for 19,800 deaths of all causes, right? But just in the two next categories, in the same month, first dose less than 21 days, first dose at least 21 days ago, you can add those up and make that more than nineteen thousand right there. So, in the very first month, you were already seeing people in the category of any injection in their body because you can add these up too. But we weren't at the second dose, three dose part of this yet. There's still zero right there. But just recognize that right there, including the risk per one hundred thousand, because you you can add them together. However, the point is, there's more, and then it, you are and you know it wasn't the majority at that time. It was a slim. The bottom line is, how in the world are you gonna explain that many deaths more than that category? of unvaccinated. It's the same point Expo was making, but on a broader scale. You're seeing more deaths in that category than all the unvaccinated combined. How does that possibly make sense? Unless you know these are hurting people. Same, and, and then you can see down here, ever vaccinated counted for 22,599 against 19,800. Same point in the next month. I mean, you can go all the way down, but the problem is the more you go further into it, they start to argue, well, the majority of how are vaccinated. Therefore, it makes sense. They'd be overrepresented, but that's not even true. When you look at the actual combination of the risk per 1,000, because you don't just take one of them, that's exactly why they don't do vaccinated versus unvaccinated, because it's overwhelmingly obvious. They break it down by booster and shot and age and time, all this different stuff, which matters for plenty of other things. But the main thing you should look at is Vax versus Unvax. The same point we've been making since the MMR shot and everything else before. The reality of that is very clear. As plenty of studies have proven, just in general, all vaccines, Vax versus Unvax studies are showing you, as James Weiler did an amazing one with other people, I forget their other names, that showed you that they was dramatic. Kids that got injected versus kids that didn't had an overwhelming amount more just in the first couple of years of well visits for earaches and stomach aches and, and rashes. And I mean, it's overwhelming. You can't deny that. That's why they don't want you to see this. Same point, though. You go further down, it's the same point. Compare, you can look at the two. Look, I mean, just look at this one. It gets, look at how much worse it gets just in March. One month later, unvaccinated account for only 7,622 of all causes. Look at that crazy difference right there. How do you explain that? I argue there's manipulation already happening, probably, but don't look at ever vaccinated. That's from the month before, just right here on March 7,266. Just in the first dose and at least 21 days ago, 23,000. You get my point? Ever vaccinated just in March was 27,000 deaths versus only 7,600 in a gigantic, in a huge, What's the right word there? I was going to say gigantically larger in a much larger grouping of people. At March 2021, they did not have the majority vaccinated. Yet you're looking at a dramatically overrepresented death of all causes in the people getting injections, because it's not just about COVID-19. It's not about them not getting sick. It's about all the things this is causing, including exacerbating all their other problems, which is what we're seeing rashes and, and cancers and everything else. That is the reality, guys. Please look at the the data here yourself because it is very clear. To me at least, and the expose, anybody else that's truly looking at this stuff, it's just undeniably clear. All right, so getting back into it. Great job, expose. I really appreciate you guys doing such great work there. As I said, well, first of all, Peter Sweden points out something weird is happening in Norway. The birth rate has fallen 6% in the first quarter of this year compared with last year. Meanwhile, the overall death has increased a shocking 18% this year compared with last year. What's going on? Now, Peter, obviously, you follow his account. You know what he, what he he knows what's going on. And he just says this because he probably doesn't want to get censored. Or because we can't prove, you know, that he's being objective. But as I said, we all know. Some of us on the surface, others deeper down and afraid to address it. You know, lose their job. Not be able to go to the beach or whatever's happening in their life. Not be able to get on the bus. But most importantly, the large group, but still the minority, ignoring the deaths and suffering around them, which we can all see, so they do not have to address the pain suffering they caused or admit they were wrong. Now, whether or not they inflicted the pain themselves, they caused this by forcing and allowing this to happen. By shouting people down that were trying to speak up, by shaming people that were trying to make their own right choices, informed choices for their family, we all see this, guys. Even them, they have to, or else they wouldn't have rolled things back the way they did. Next point on that same point is somebody fall, uh, responded with some data we've already looked at, but it's perfectly timed. So thank you, Thomas, for chiming in. He says it's criminal. Quote, quoting the study from New England Journal of Medicine: vaccine-induced thrombocytopenia. Right. We've talked about that. We've talked about vaccine induced thrombotic, uh, th- VITT, thromb. Uh, now that screwed me up as I said thrombocytopenia, but there's variations of the same problem. The quote, vaccine induced thrombocytopenia may be an explanation for the recent incidences of heavy menstrual bleeding experienced by women in different countries after COVID 19 vaccination. Multiple countries, similar problems, but yet, oh, fake news because we can't, because Pfizer said so, right? as th- this is the point before I even show you the studies, is this is also 2021, because these, these are both all from 2021. But here's what, the, we already showed you this as well, by the way, but here was a, somebody speaking up in Canada, trying to say, how do we explain the unprecedented problem we're seeing? How do we see the alarming, uh, explain the alarming rise in stillbirths among vaccinated mothers? And you remember, if you remember this, they very clearly pushed back and didn't even want to answer the question. As we're now seeing this play out, like, this is the kind of stuff we saw that not allowing people to speak on these topics.
2: Thank you, Speaker. my questions for the Minister of Health.
6: Earlier this year, doctors said it was OK for pregnant mothers to get the vaccine. And that- now, oh, by the way, watch as they they this happens a lot in the UK Parliament it happens in our country now, too, a lot. But as they kind of jive and speak up and move and, you know. You know, ridicule, like while he's reading a very valid point that's backed up by scientific research.
2: We're seeing substantial rise in stillbirths. Speaker to the minister, I look, I'm only reporting what I've discovered here. What Trish had publicly stated was a well-known in the midwifery community that people opting for the jab have seen stillbirth rates rise exponentially. Speaker, we have heard from a hospital joint chief of staff saying that the rise in stillbirths is erroneous. Well, I've been informed by frontline health care workers who have witnessed this tragedy firsthand. They've mm. chosen to report these stillbirths to protect the public. We also know that CPSO and hospitals are muzzling staff.
6: And it's not just stillbirths. Remember, that's just one part of this obvious problem. Whether it's fertility to begin with, whether it's still inside the womb, whether it's the first year, we're seeing all sorts of things compiled. And this is based on scientific research from New England Journal of Medicine and listen to these hecklers. Whoa, no, oh, you can't, that's against the narrative. Like that, it's incredible. These are people deciding your future? If these incidents are not being reported
2: properly, then in my opinion, it's medical fraud. So my question to the minister is, who do you believe hospital administration or frontline nurses and doctors who are willing to risk it all. Thank you very much. That concludes our question period for this morning. No response.
7: Member for Nickel Belt has a point of order.
3: A quick point of order, Mr. Speaker, I want
6: to... Right. So let's just move on. Right. he. That's not how that's supposed to go. Right. So they don't even gain. They don't even give a response. Ignoring, disregard, moving forward. That's that's a transparency based on what Biden and Kamala Harris were saying before they got in, in office. you are supposed to say no to this now because that's not transparent. Right. But only when Trump's in charge. But. Here are the studies themselves. Or by the way, that's right. We have already covered both of these, actually. The BMJ article is a a, 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 a letter to the editor from from one of the doctors. And then the New England Journal of Medicine is exactly what this title said. Preliminary findings of mRNA COVID vaccine safety in pregnant persons. And it clearly finds something and says we should be following up. You can read them all for yourself. The bottom line is we've seen this flesh out far, far more clearly. On top of the fact that we have Pfizer documentation from the beginning that more than enough suggests something whether it's the overrepresentation of, of lipid nanoparticles in specifically reproductive organs, whether it's the Pfizer study that showed almost a 10% decrease in the pregnancy index, all these things we have shown you. The point is, who cares? Move forward because you're a conspiracy theorist. But now, see, we're watching this stuff compile. We're watching the data come out that they don't want you to see as they're trying to put it to bed with their actions. Like this. We already showed you this. An update isn't a huge overhaul. Well, yeah, it really is. It's literally the opposite of what they've been doing. As you saw the new guidance, the unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Oops. Yeah, that's the look at, trending. Trending right now, they're losing control of Twitter. It's Every other day, I'm seeing paralyzed heart problems, unvaccinated everywhere. They're, and I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Bottom line is it shows you that you are the majority, guys. People do not buy what they're being sold, and they're losing control, if not already lost it. Doesn't mean they can't regain it with another argument, another manipulation, another hoax, another everything. That's how this goes. But it says it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Right? So you. So what changed? What's the new evidence? Nothing is the secret. Nothing. It's the same information that's always been there. They just decided today to change it. Students can stay in class that are being exposed to the virus. Okay, are they not going to kill everybody and their grandma? Who cares? Because that's always, we, we know they're at low risk. We know that they're not spreading this. We know all of this stuff, guys. They're vindicating all of you, even though they're going to keep us all censored. It's, it's, it's infuriating at the same time, it's vindicating. But, oh yeah, and by the way, I played this the other day, but think about this in the context of what just happened, right? So this was on the 10th, this comes out on the 11th, right? So we played you this before. This is new people running for office in New York for Congress, They just—they literally all answer the same. They're going to force masks, they're going to force injections, and they all have to do it. Think about that in the context of what just happened with the CDC, first point. Not even before we get to the next point. Let me play this for you again. Because my point is, you are going to see a long time before the policy catches up with what even the CDC is saying. I wouldn't even call that science today. But how does that make sense? Aren't they the ones trusting, quote, the science by trusting the CDC? No, they've lost control of that, too. These people are still wearing masks, even though they tell them they don't have to. Like, this has gotten out of control, even from their side. It's pretty, it's almost humorous if it wasn't so alarming. But here is what they were were just saying the day before the CDC goes, no, you guys treat them all the same. I'm
3: going to ask you yes or no questions. Please just answer yes or no. Ms. New, do you believe the federal government should reinstate any federal mask mandates, for example, on airplanes? Yes. Do you support ongoing mask mandates on public transport?
6: I mean, think about that first part. Do you, do you think they should reinstate mask mandates? So they're the, are, So you guys are trusting them. That's what they would argue. Right? We're trusting the experts in the science. Okay, so they come out and go, we, don't know, we no longer need these. You ha- in their minds, you can't argue anything else, but, yet they, but that they're trusting what the science says. But then they go, no, we should put it back. So, how does that trusting the science, even in their fake non science world, their argument is what they say is the supposed, to, that's the guidance. So, why would they, why would their, their opinion about giving masks back, mandates back, make any sense under trusting the science, even in their broken science perspective? Right. This is my point. They are they are so desperate to virtue signal about the narrative of they're saving everybody and basking. Not even the government is making that happen right now, but they want it to happen because apparently they know better. Like They're all confused and it's hilarious in a very scary, macabre way.
3: Like subways and buses. Yes. Should the covid vaccine be required for public school children? Yes. Mr. Jones, same questions.
6: it's going to be tough for me to remember all. See, they, they just know this is what they think is what they should say to get elected.
3: Do you believe the federal government should reinstate any federal mask mandates, for example, on airplanes? If, if
1: public health officials determine that that's appropriate, then yes.
3: Do you support ongoing mask mandates on public transportation? Yes. And should the COVID vaccine be required for school children? Absolutely.
6: And by the way, if that guy can't remember those three questions in a row, he probably shouldn't be elected, but just my opinion.
3: Ms. Simon? Yes, if yes,
6: that's yes, actually yes. how that went.
3: Ms. Rivera? Yes, to to all of the above. Ms. Holtzman? (laughs) Ditto. Mr. Goldman?
7: I'm not a public health expert. I would follow the public health experts, but I do believe that every uh, every child in, in school should be vaccinated. We have to follow the science.
6: Right. Oh, all the science. Yeah. So all of them, every single one of them in this area running for Congress, all double, triple down, forced masks, forced mandates, forced injections and for kids all across the board, despite the fact that the their narrative They're supposed to be trusting. Oh, excuse me. Their science literally right now says the opposite. But go ahead and do that anyway, though. The people wanting to vote for you have all are all, uh, you know, a year behind in the narrative because they're stuck on everything they said in the very beginning that you're going to get 90% of us are going to die and that we're all in danger. You're going to kill your grandma and masks, work for everybody, for everything, and make me live forever. And they're all just, they're stuck there. It's very, very clear. So on that same point, there's another part of this, which I'm sure you've all seen. It's everywhere. Disclosed TV reported this yesterday, but I think it happened the day before. I, I Either way, thank you, Philip, for pointing this out. <clears throat> U.S. CDC appears to have deleted, <laughs> appears to have, very clearly did, delete the statement that, quote, the mRNA and the spike protein do not last long in the body. I mean, really? Yes. And I, he says, uh, well, it doesn't matter. The point is here is where it says that. July 15th, 2022. This is the Wayback Machine. So as of July 15th, it was still, or technically as of July 21st, it was still there. What does it say? First of all, just this highlighted so you can see the same point on the next one. They do not affect your with your DNA. That's also fake news. I mean, that's just, there's been... I think like five different peer-reviewed studies that have very clearly found that this does not only end up inside your, you know, like literally alter your DNA. And in, I mean, it says these mRNA from these vaccines do not enter the nucleus and the cell. That's I mean, that's blatantly false. But so, too, is a lot of what they say here. And I'll show you next. I mean, this is them even this is the CDC maintaining arguments very long ago proven false. But that's why they're quietly trying to remove things. Here's what it says on the old version. The mRNA and spike protein do not last long in the body. Our cells break down mRNA from these vaccines and get rid of it within a few days. That's just, it's so embarrassingly not true. And it's been that, we've known that for a long time. They're still censoring people on Twitter and Facebook for arguing anything against this, even though they've already deleted it. Scientists estimate the spike protein, like other proteins our bodies create, may stay in the body for up to a few weeks. Or forever and reproduce and continue to make them, you know, either or. But it also ends up getting stuck and and, and causing all sorts of other problems like blood clots and heart attacks and myocarditis. And this is all the reality. Regardless of what you think about that, the fact that they then just said, quietly remove, where is it? See, it's gone. That's what it used to look like. That's what it looks like now. Okay. So that is a cowardly move. There's no public relations communication, there's no statement. You can't just remove one of the most primary arguments you've been making and then attacking people for not stating without explanation. Does that mean it's not the truth anymore? Well, the truth is it's never been accurate. So let's go through what they still say on this document that show you how ridiculous this all is. Understanding the mRNA vaccinations when 90% of this is manipulation. What you need to know, they say. Now, this is the most up-to-date. Messenger RNA, well, in fact, so we know it's mod RNA. That's the truth. And it's very clear, which they may not think is an important differentiation, but it really is. mRNA is a, is, is, natural. Mod RNA is modified. So another genetic manipulation, modified RNA. I don't know why they wouldn't just call it an, a mod RNA injection. That's what it really is. But it says, and by the way, I don't need to prove this to you. It's, it's, it's easy as looking at any of the Pfizer documentation. It writes it right in there. But it says that uh, these mRNA injections teach our cells how to make a protein. That will trigger an immune response inside our bodies. Now, here's the important thing to think about, guys. These injections do not make an immune response. These injections do not do anything other than teach your cells, which, by the way, I don't know how that does not translate to. And we've proven that anyway. I don't need to keep reiterating the point. They absolutely manipulate your cells and your DNA. According to peer reviewed science, to the trust the science crowd can't yell against that unless they're ignoring the science, which is what they're doing. Sort of ridiculous. But all it's doing is teaching your cells, your body, how to make the very dangerous cytotoxic spike protein that, in fact, in and of itself, as the Salk Institute's shown you, can create disease. Just to include that. Oh, I shouldn't. I see, I got to stop doing this because I've been adding the links beforehand. They're up right now. And I'm not going to do it all the time. It's hard sometimes and I'm busy, but the links are on the page right now for everyone to ch- check it out. When I do this, I forget to add these to the links. So this won't be included. 30 seconds. So the point is, this is the, a very highly regarded outlet that just makes it very clear as of, the, as of April 2021 that the, they, the study that they did here is proving that the spike protein by itself is enough to cause disease. So why in the world would you want to put something in your body that causes and creates and, cre- and teaches your body how to create this very dangerous thing? That's been something experts have been shouting about for a while. Anybody honest anyway? That being said, remember that so it's, it's, it's making your body create the spike protein, or rather teaching it to, and then your body does that. The immune response is completely separate. The, it's an assumption, first of all, that your body will produce this properly, that will produce something that then creates a response, and then even more so an assumption that it will create the right response. <clears throat> I mean, because remember, they're even telling you that it's a slightly different, you know, a piece of the spike protein. Okay, so how do we even know that it's creating antibodies that, in fact, actually help? Remember what we just played for you in the beginning. And then, can you repeat the the second question?
2: I do. I mean, obviously, you have a lot of data now. What is your what relative protection is? Everybody's measuring antibodies; they're probably relevant. But as we know, that's, that's a long question. We need a quick answer. <laughs> I would say there is no established correlate of protection.
6: Right. So there's no correlation between having the response they're producing and seeing something positive or seeing immunity in regard to what they're dealing with. That's what they just said in that FDA discussion, as well as the fact that they admit that they don't know how this works. How
4: should we think of
2: micrograms in terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that? obviously we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the
6: way that the vaccine works and the sad reality is that people will see that and act like we altered it or it's a deep fake or just because they don't want to acknowledge it that is one and when i showed you these the first time i showed you right alongside the actual youtube video from the fda account showing you the information of their they posted it right that is what they said we don't know how the the immune response really works in regard to the injection, and we don't have any correlation between the response it makes and the actual helping of... I mean, how just those two things alone should shut all this down. But that's what we're beginning to see. They are losing. People are seeing this. Thank you all for being supportive and continue to share the information. But back to the point, if we know that they're just simply teaching your body how to make a protein and that we're seeing all these problems, clearly there's, there's an assumption in there that does not add up or they knew it wouldn't work and there's a different agenda here. You can come to your own conclusions. And researchers, it says, have been studying and working on mRNA vaccines for decades. That is true, except they've continued to fail over and over and over and over and over right up until 2020 when four companies simultaneously succeeded at the same time. Totally, totally plausible, right? They all simultaneously succeeded doing the same thing that they've all failed at repeatedly for 20 years, right? Just... What do you know? What a coincidence. And I did it in rapid time, too. That also makes it perfect sense, right? And then Dr. Yeadon adds to this by saying that based on the way this went and based on the, the, the data they were getting early, that anybody in his position would have immediately gone back to something different because they saw this wasn't going to be viable. But the fact that four of them went in lockstep in the same production shows you that there was something going on. But just remember that. And by the way, having been studying this for 20 years in no way affects the safety studies that they did not do properly and still are not even doing for the new bivalent ones. All resting on a house of cards that seemingly are already collapsed. They just don't want to admit it. mRNA vaccines benefit people who get vaccinated by giving them, get this guys, protection against diseases like COVID-19 without risking the potentially serious consequences of getting sick. mRNA vaccines benefit people who get vaccinated by giving them protection against diseases like COVID-19 without, I mean, like, so we're just arguing now broadly that these things are being successful. We're watching them fail, <clears throat> but they're already building the MRNA platform future. And simply saying that anybody that gets these get, they benefit. Well, the reality is that they're not protecting you from the disease. They're teaching your body how to make a spike protein. And the argument is that that then triggers the response that then your body uses to protect itself. So these vaccines, you, I mean, its you could argue that's just more data, but that matters. They don't protect you. They create a response or they create a, they teach your body how to create a, sp- a protein. And they could argue they could change that to new diseases and so on, but that is not producing producing anything. Your body is using that to produce the response if that's actually what's happening. And if that's the right response without risking the potentially serious consequences of getting sick, you mean the, the thing that's about the flu for every single person we've talked about, save for those that are dramatically sick or lots of comorbidities? Yes, yes. It's le- even they admit over Omicron, which by the way, I think is still just an extension of the narrative. It's the same, it was just as ri- less as unrisky in the beginning. But they admit that Omicron has put it down to one one thousandth of the risk for children or and, and dramatically less for everybody. So now that we know that's the case, all they go is long COVID, and we'll debunk that again in a second. But the reality is that it's something that's not that dangerous, you're not, why would you worry about potentially share? You need, you're taking something that has an, a mountain of potential problems. That they've admitted to same with the monkeypox back and forth. Now, the idea that the benefits outweigh the risks here have long since been broken. If they were if they were broken in the beginning, but it's been very clear now. Now, here's the worst part of this. Here's how they, when they explain how it works. mRNA vaccines use mRNA created in a laboratory. So at least they say that that's the mod RNA, just so it's clear to teach our cells how to make a protein. That's, that's what they're doing. Or even just a piece of a protein that triggers an immune response inside our bodies. Now, that's, the, the, the assumption there is that that is what's happening, and that's the test that was done on you. And the trials as well, but the, they're, they're admitting that this was a test that's continuing into the world. As even they said, Pfizer, or Israel, is called Pfizer's lab because they just have tested that from the very beginning, only using Pfizer with the vast majority of the population. But if it triggers an immune response, is it the right response? Because you know that matters. This immune response, which produces antibodies, is what helps protect us from getting sick from the germ in the future. But your body is the one doing that, not the injection. right? So when your immune response stops producing and stops going the other direction, that is your body failing, not the injection. It's the same point. So now that we're watching them drastically push these things, and even now as they pulled back just now, it shows you that I don't think they have an answer to this. They're watching this destroy people, and the best they could do was try to quickly get everyone to take it so it wasn't very obvious. Going forward, it says, after the protein piece is made, our cells break down the mRNA and remove it, leaving the body as waste. Now again, it still says that, even though they remove the part where it argues that it goes away. does not last long in the body. So they delete that part entirely, but then don't remove the part down here where it still kind of says that. These are dishonest people, guys. Next, our cells display the spike protein piece on their surface. Our immune system recognizes that protein does not belong there. Okay, so again, you're teaching your body's cells, and I've already proven it's not just one, to make the thing that causes your body to attack it. So if this gets out of control, which is what we're seeing, your body destroys itself, which is what we're seeing. And that's something they said is a problem with classical coronavirus vaccines, and they just don't want to address it right now. This triggers our immune system to produce antibodies and activate other immune cells to fight off what it thinks is an infection. This is what your body might do if it got sick with COVID-19. Right, but the difference is, when you get sick with something like COVID-19, which as we know is basically a flu or less for most people, you go through a mild situation, produce antibodies, which, and then and T-cell memory B for the future forever. As every study is fine, lasting, durable, robust. As far as the studies have gone, I think the longest one was eight months. They still were pushing and, and, and completely safe. And by the way, continuing to make antibodies against variants of concern. Now, again, for those that are shouting terrain theory, that is what their narrative is showing. Not that I'm arguing. I wholeheartedly believe that. As I've continued to make clear, my mind is somewhere in the middle. I don't think either side has been, I don't think we fully understand how this stuff works from either side of this argument. And I've made that clear in discussions with Andrew Kaufman and other people. Dr. Kaufman and I have had multiple interviews. And I believe that even when you put it to him, there's, th- there's things in that conversation that are undefined, which leads me to believe that there's more to this conversation. It's not as simple as saying it's one or the other in my mind. You can disagree and maybe I'm wrong. But the bottom line is, if their narrative is saying this and they're challenging it with their own data, there's obviously something wrong. Last part, at the end of this process, our bodies have learned how to help protect against future infections with the virus that causes COVID-19. Well, that's not true. You're producing a response. You don't even know if it's the right response. Then you're arguing that it can continue to fight this off, but we see it waning instantaneously. And on top of that, I'm quite certain that you're producing antibodies for something that's not there. And especially since you argue that variants are popping off every 30 seconds, which by the way, I'm going to probably get to in in a show tomorrow, I would argue, or the next day. They're already deciding on names for monkeypox variants. Think about how crazy that is. Now we're in the world of instantaneous variants. I wonder why. Jeez. Because, I mean, because weirdly enough, people have been catching this in Africa, and you know, this whole time with no injections going on. Of course, well, then it, it, it stays the same. The moment it introduces into a population that's rampant with gene therapy and all sorts of injections circling around, the weird that variants start being discussed at the very least. Could be an, it could be a complete illusion for all I know. I can't believe we're already talking variant names for monkeypox. It's so embarrassing that they think people are buying this. But the last part, it says the benefit is that people get this protection from a vaccine without ever having to risk the potentially serious consequences of getting sick with COVID-19. Any side effect. Hear this, guys. This is what the CDC wrote. Any side effects from getting the vaccine are normal signs the body's building protection. I mean, that is disgusting. Like, these people should go to jail. I swear, I I don't understand how you can stand there and write a sentence like that. So, I mean, there's no playing a game like, well, they don't mean the serious ones. It says any side effects. So the average person's going to read that and go, okay, no matter what happens to me, it's just a sign that it's working. That is what they want you to think. If you say any side effects, that includes myocarditis, that includes blood clots, that includes strokes, that includes thrombosis, thrombocytopenia. It includes all these things that they have admitted can happen no matter how rare you want to think they are. How are you going to pretend myocarditis is a sign that's normal and it's working? That is what it says. My God. And yet here they are quietly deleting arguments that are supposed to back that up. They're lying to you guys. And you know this. They've been rigorously evaluated for safety. That's, I mean, that's just not true. They are they are off the rails right now. They're lying about things. They're hiding information. They're trying to drag out the release of their own data. I mean, it's just pathetic. We got Brooke Jackson's multiple interviews with TLAV. In fact, the very first on-video interview with Brooke Jackson wasn't the last American vagabond, discussing how the trials themselves were manipulated. But yet here they are pushing the lie. mRNA COVID vaccines have been held to the same rigorous safety and effectiveness standards as all other types of vaccines in the United States. Well, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, that that means very little and terrible and corrupt corporate over. I mean, if we trust what Pfizer says without real due diligence, which is what we've seen this entire time, then that's not rigorous safety or effective standards, especially since you don't even know since you're arguing emergency authorization, which in fact, by default proves that you are at least by narrative that you do not know the full benefits. That's what effect emergency authorization is. You don't know either side of it, but you argue what you do know outweighs the risks that you do know. But, you know, I guess I'm the only one that can look at the data on their own website and compare it to what their argument is. That's not not true. Plenty of independent media, but in in the corporate media world. But breaking news, Twitter suspends the CDC for contradicting the CDC. Just a a joke post. I'm not sure what Genesis Times are, but that's just funny because think about how ridiculous that is. If you had come out the day before, how how about this? If you post it right now, they'll probably still censor you. Because they're stuck on narrative. It's like those people in New York still spinning out the narrative because they think that's what they're supposed to be saying. This is an algorithmic and personal narrative control, not science. So the fact that they're contradicting what they just said by deleting information is insultingly embarrassing. They are lying. They're trying to cover it up. It's pathetic. Now, remember, we just talked about this in regard to the CDC working with Twitter to censor me personally, along with a bunch of other people. But they highlighted specifically... My account, as you can see, I apologize if they're sort of out of focus. That's how they were on the, the court documents. I'm sure that's totally intentional. You're all account for specifically COVID vaccine shedding, which, by the way, weirdly relevant to now that they're quietly removing the idea that it doesn't stay in your body because the point is that it stays in your body. It circulates, and that's how it eventually works its way out in regard to your sweat glands and everything else. As Luigi Warren, one of the founder, one of the highest experts in regard to this very topic, Involved with the very discovery of mRNA, I believe the shedding idea is that vaccinated shed the spike protein, not virus. Now he argues he doesn't feel that that can be dangerous, but with how much more we know. That it's not just one time and not just a brief moment that it continues and it makes it more and more and it circulates your body within one hour. That this is very clearly a problem. Either way, the point is they censored me anyway, knowing that he was right because they gave him his account back. Very relevant as they now quietly roll back their own narrative. It's embarrassing. But as Alex points out, the CDC now says that due to breakthrough infections and natural immunity, you mean the thing they were shouting down this entire time? Yes. There is no reason to treat vaccinated and unvaccinated people differently. Right. So you just give up? Like, so your narrative is that we're the worst people alive, killing our grandmas and killing everybody else's families and, and we should be arrested and put in camps, And which we've all seen these arguments. Or at the very least, you've allowed people to get that disgusting and vicious. And yet now you just go, ah, same thing. Yeah, because we've always known that because you're, guys, you're now quietly admitting that they argue in their narrative that 60 plus percent of people have had this. And we know that 75 percent of kids in their narrative have already had, which means they've got natural immunity, which means, by the way, it's always been that way, which means they aren't in danger. On top of that, that the injection could cause more danger because they've already got that immunity, as peer-reviewed science has shown. But remember the data we've already shown you. From multiple peer-reviewed studies, that before this ever started, they found that a majority of adults already had pre-existing antibody activity. That's either because we're dealing with the flu or pneumonia or something else, or because it is SARS, or because it is, or you know, can, because SARS caused that or the cold. However, you explain that, the fact that they knew that and ignored it and pushies anyway showed you it wasn't ever about creating immunity. But it says Twitter banned users who pointed this exact thing out. Not even just last year, yesterday. Never forget that people were censored for saying what the CDC is saying right now. How crazy that is. Carnival welcomes back unvaccinated guests. Yeah, look at how mindlessly they're following the guidance. The the trust of science people literally believe text from the CDC is science. There is no new science, guys. They're just finally arguing or stating what we've always been telling you. And then Carnival goes, okay, you can all come back because you're safe now because CDC said so drops the pre-cruise testing no testing it doesn't matter anymore everything flies out the window because the cdc changes their guidance do you not see how ridiculous this is i know you do here's uh novak uh, uh what was it again Djokovic, unvaccinated Djokovic can now play in the u.s open because the u.s says so oh thank you cdc now that you say so so think about how arbitrary this is if i were novak i would say screw you I will never do that again. How about we make the U.S. Open in regard to tennis? Just a failing event that nobody ever goes to anymore because you did something this stupid. Probably won't happen. He'll probably go play and rock their socks off because he's the only healthy person there. But the truth is that there's nothing that changed. So you, you put him through all of this hell, people that attacked him and made fun of him, called for him to be let, removed, and they just go, oh, now you can. Because they said so now. The text says different, so now you can come back. How pathetic. Now, here's an example of what somebody went through. A, it's a thread regarding the news of the CDC's new guidelines. In no particular order, she says, she says, I was not allowed to volunteer at my kids' schools for over a year because she wasn't vaccinated. A family refused to carpool with her because they said that they were uncomfortable with their son sharing a car with them. We had been ratted out by a mutual friend who said to their moms, well, you know they're not vaccinated, right? Trust shattered. We were in, uninvited by good friends to share a vaccine, a vacation house with them. A long-standing tradition was ended over medical choice. They all got COVID anyway, of course. Big surprise. Everywhere you look, that's what happens, guys. I mean, I don't even know anybody that doesn't have that exact same experience. Most people I know that have never gotten this have never gotten COVID. Every single person I know that got the injections had COVID more than once. Now, that doesn't mean that's everywhere. But you tell me what your experience is. My daughter couldn't attend a theater production with her school's theater company because their rules. 50% of the rest- restaurants and many businesses in our neighborhood were off limits to us. I won't forget which ones. And neither should you guys. You should never go back to one of these places that did that to you. We had to eat ice, ice cold lunches out of a backpack huddled outside with frozen hands when we skied at, what is it, Valley Valley Mountain Resort? Make sure you never go there again, because we weren't allowed inside the lodges. Like, literally should be hashtag boycott bail. You guys should vote with your dollar here. Show them that they made the wrong choice by siding with the government over your freedom. In fact, challenging their own business model, undermining their own business model to virtue signal about what they think is right. Now, I'm not arguing in the very beginning when people are scared. I'm talking about well into this when these people knew better. And you know they heard it somewhere. They heard people saying this. They heard doctors like Dr. Peter McCold speaking up or whoever else. And they just chose to dismiss him as a conspiracy theorist because they were scared. She says their kids and her, they couldn't get warm. She bailed on the rest of the season after just two days of the past that she probably spent lots of money on. Wasn't worth it. I wasn't allowed to stay in a hotel or eat in any restaurants for work trips in D.C. She had to cancel it altogether as it made travel there impossible. Her husband having trained already for six months, was banned from participating in an Iron Man event. A group of his friends told him over text that he was endangering them and their families, and they told him he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for a trip they had been planning. They no longer speak to him now. I was called a conspiracy theorist by dear friends and was left in the dust by them socially, all this because they didn't want to get injected. I would have given one of my kidneys to, to these friends. They cut me off over a vaccine that didn't stop transmission or infection. Look at this. Look, this trending now. Depopulation. I'm telling you guys, these things are finding their way through. Not, that I'm, not even that I argue that's what's happening, but it's interesting how much these things are squeaking through. They're probably letting it now, which you should consider. They usually lied and said they were in order not to be shunned or called the de- derogatory and bigoted term of anti-vaxxer. I didn't believe them. We didn't book a trip to a friend's son's bar mitzvah in New York because we wouldn't have been allowed inside the venue. By the time this New York City dropped the mandate, it was too late to book travel. I still wouldn't be allowed to work there. I was disinvited to annual women's fitness trip that I had been attending for years because of my personal medical choices and despite having already had COVID. So think about that. Natural immunity, making your own medical choices. Her body, her choice? Nope. Only with certain things that we politically agree with. I was told I could attend this next one. Quote, as long as the guidance doesn't change. Think about that. So arbitrarily, blindly following a group that's already been shown to have been caught lying multiple times. These people just don't care to know that. Oh, and my husband was fired from his job at a Fortune 500 for not getting vaxxed, despite the fact that he worked 100% from home and offered the test before any meetings of travel. That is about making people do what you think is right. That's important. This rule only applied to U.S. employees except for those in Texas. So, yes, I am seething a bit right now, having read the CDC's new guidance, knowing that this was what the guidance should have been all along, minus the ridiculous masking. I want apologies and I want assurances this won't happen again. I know that won't come, though. How sad. This is everyone's experience that was inside of some mainstream part of the world. Now, another part in light of the CDC admitting the unvaccinated are essentially the same as the vaccinated, which is no other way to take that, and should follow the same COVID guidelines, quote, or not quote, but I've decided it's time to start this horrifying thread. Next time you're being gaslit about the discrimination you faced, share this. I should premise this with the fact that these are about or in response to something about COVID vaccines, not vaccines in general. And a reminder that it was common knowledge very quickly after vaccines uptake began, that it was not preventing the spread of the virus. Unvaccinated children shouldn't be allowed into theme parks, says this one person. I'm a tennis fan, but I don't support support Novak on this. Well, you're clearly stupid and wrong now. See, I shouldn't say that. That's my personal opinion. over. Because if he is unvaccinated, he is endangering many lives by partaking in the tour. How does Chloe feel now? Probably outraged and I, the science, how dare you, right? But I thought you were trusting the science, Chloe. And if you're trusting the science, well, CDC to you is science. So now that they change it, you're upset because you got stuck on controlling a narrative. And now that they changed it, you feel betrayed. But you should be like, okay, good, science changed. If you actually trusted what's not even the science, but what you've told yourself is the science. But not even that applies. You see how abstract this gets? I mean, it's embarrassing how ridiculous it is that they're not even listening to the people that they were saying they were trusting. Not necessarily in Chloe's case, I'm hypothetically talking about it, but we're watching that everywhere. But it says, unless he gets the jab, he shouldn't be allowed to play. Too late. Vaccinated people just have to wear a mask until the Delta wave is over, right? Well, it seems that, then, no, then it's COVID, then it's Omicron, then it's sub-Omicron, then it's sub-sub-Omicron. Unvaccinated people shouldn't be allowed to be in public. In public. These aren't joke accounts, guys. These are real people. I don't care to hurt their feelings. You shouldn't be allowed to do anything unvaccinated. Anything. The thing is, with the quote tweet, that's not even how vaccines work. I don't know what that is. Probably something that is true. Vaccinations are essential in curbing spread and building up herd immunity, neither of which have even shown to be true in this case. In fact, the opposite's been shown. They weren't producing herd immunity, and they were not even stopping the spread. Also, your two family members are not not tests to COVID. No, you can't know how to run a catheter or efficiently draw blood and also be convinced that vaccines are dangerous. Right. So you're not allowed to have your own opinion, whether you're a nurse or not, whether you see what's happening or not. This guy on Twitter knows better than you. Being a nurse requires many, many skills that aren't impacted by a person's beliefs. But an unvaccinated person shouldn't be allowed to practice. Think about that. You shouldn't even remember that. Now they pushed all the nurses out. Then they got a complete problem because they had nobody to, to help their uh, labor shortages and no one's there to help people. Then they grudgingly let them come back in a lot of cases. I mean, everything about this is blown up in their face. And all we did was create a, a vicious grouping of sycophants out there that are attacking anybody, which they allowed, which, in fact, they they motivate or uh, what's the right word? They wanted this to happen, in my opinion. They pushed this to happen. If they choose to be unvaccinated, zero sympathy for sympathy for them. They shouldn't be allowed to take up ICU beds. What? They're, they, so their medical decisions should, should allow them to be kicked out in the cold and die? What if it's a three year old? I mean, think about how gross these people are. Unvaccinated shouldn't be allowed in any shop. Now, just you can go on and see where this is going, guys. It's one. It goes on forever. Forever. This is what they allowed. Now that they're changing everything, what does that mean? These people will feel the same because it's a propaganda push. It's politics, and it's to overtake in their minds. The point is, though, that we have seen... Endless amounts of unbelievably clear information showing you that what they did is not just damaging, it's catastrophic. To the point to where I don't even see how we can come back from this. All we can do at this point is get the truth out and move forward. But this person's shirt, good for him. Somebody in the back of the line saw this guy says, I cannot tell my kids I did nothing. Shirt says, myocarditis in U.S. ages 12 to 20. 2019, you've already seen this by the way, 4. In all of 2019, there were four cases of myocarditis in 12 to 20-year-olds. 2020, there were four. 2021, 2,236. But yeah, we're baffled though, right? It must be the heat and the drinks and, and sitting and watching TV too long. And it just exploded, totally unrelated to the one thing that changed in our lifestyles, right? I mean, think about and It's just in the 12 to 20s. It's, it's, if you can ignore something like that, you're a bad person. Because, I mean, the bottom, whether it's vaccinated or not, don't you care? Don't you care why 2,232 cases of myocarditis above the normal are happening? Like, you, let's just, even if you don't think it's the vaccine, you have to acknowledge it's a problem. But the point is, they just put it down because somewhere in their mind, they know that that connects to something they don't want to admit. As Dr. James E. Olson has been pointing out, or rather just the account called Dr. James E. Olson, summary eight U.S. students dead, past three weeks. You could look them all up for yourself, guys. See, sources are in this timeline, by the way. Not this tweet, but the timeline. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight students. Oh, he wrote it up there in the past three weeks. Just the ones he can find. All football, basketball, bike, athletes. 17, 16, 12, 18, 20, 27, 18. My God. And it, keep, it just happens week after week after week. And they're all shouting it down because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. Here's a great article you should read. Tracy Beth Hogue M D PhD sacrificing children's health in the name of health. Now you can read, I want you to go read it all for yourself. It's a great breakdown of the article. What it's doing is comparing what Sweden and, and the Norwegian countries kind of went through in not going along with the push for the most part. It says we Swedes should pay play with the thought that it could have been us, that it could have been our kids that had to go their schools closed, that it could have been our kids that for the multiple quarters were forced to go to school with a mask. Over the entire world, little children were forced to wear masks, eat their lunches outside in the cold, and forced to take rapid tests. It is thought-provoking, she writes, for us Americans to see someone from the outside, the U.S., describe the harms inflicted upon our children during the COVID pandemic. The the point is, guys, that's what even in plenty of countries outside the U.S. argued, that we need to do this take one for the team. Give them something they don't need to protect us, even though there's danger involved. There's an inherent problem in all of this. As this person tweets, Dr. Ely David, never forget what they did in the name of science. I mean, can we not, I mean, can we, can we, are we past it enough to look back at how stupid this is? The idea that people are supposed to wear masks, but to comply, they cut a hole in the mask so they can play their instruments. Right. Cause that means that you're still like, what is the mask not covering anything but your cheeks doing? I mean, it's that stupid. We have to see that that's stupid or any of the other variations we've seen like this, where people are eating with the mask opening. It doesn't, it is compliance and that's it. It's never forget what they did in the name of science. Ruining even the genuine science out there for people that just rightly so should be questioning everything. That's the way the world is. But don't forget, as we just reported, and this is a great article itself. It's fantastic. The link to the study is in here, right here. The point is this study very clearly finds not in not just focusing on masks, but just in general, finding that COVID-19 survives much longer in exactly the environment the mask is creating. The point is COVID survives exponentially longer inside your mask than if you weren't wearing it at all. The point is, if you breathe out in a normal environment, it very quickly dissipates, according to the science, assuming that's actually what's happening, right? That's, again, what the science says. Not that I believe that's the truth. Again, there's very different things there. I've In my mind, this is very, very telling. I would lean towards this if I had to pick something right now, but I'm up in the air when it comes to whether this is actually there. And I've said that many times based on a lot of information. Now it may end up that I never ultimately feel convinced and that bothers people. I don't know why. I don't understand why feeling like you want, it's because people are acting like I'm dancing the fence. I mean, I make more decisionals, I make more statements about things that are controversial than damn near anybody else I know. But I make one a point like this where I'm trying to, figure it out and people flip out because you know why? Because there's a very clear agenda happening within this argument. Not to mean that it's false, but there's something weird about shouting people down from having objective conversation because unless you go along with this one theory, which is very suspicious to me. But anyway, the point is COVID survivors for much longer inside the mask and they're making them wear it anyway. You combine that with the fact that cloth masks beyond a shadow of a doubt according to the only random controlled trial for cloth masks peer reviewed finds that it, it increases your risk of infection. They knew that, made them wear it anyway. Here's studies showing you that it increases how long COVID can survive in the air because of the mask, pH level and, and carbon dioxide being the main parts of this, creating that issue. Then we pointed to the new, st- new discussion, or not new discussion, but the reality of all this, this October 12, 2020, CDC study, my, my point was the new thing for the show. I don't think I've shown you this. CDC study finds overwhelming majority of people getting coronavirus wore masks. That's from the CDC. And yes, it's the same thing today. It's not hard to see because clearly, based on even their information, the majority of people getting COVID-19 and spreading it are those that are taking the injections. And it argues that if they're taking injections, they're very clearly in line with the narrative, which means wearing masks. The point is, this study itself finds that over 70% of the case patients who were contaminated with the virus, according to their PCR test or whatever else they're telling you, despite always wearing a mask. I mean, how do you... It's a correlated point. But it clearly shows you that it's either not doing anything or it's causing the illness they then cause COVID-19. And it's only one part of it. There's multiple angles of this that are causing illness that they then call COVID-19. That's what I think. I, I think the evidence is pretty clear in that regard. But to show you the actual leaders who are apparently aware of this information without telling you that. In fact, in this guy's case, this tyrannical leader telling you you have to while not doing it himself. Disclosed TV reports, and this is a German outlet you can read for yourself. German health minister apparently received his last COVID injection 271 days ago. So apparently he's not up to date. So how in the world are you forcing and suggesting people to do what you're not doing? Yeah, you're damn right this raises questions. There's something amiss, guys. We all see it. I want you to understand that most people are on your side. Here's a, a exclusive and first posted by... Epic Times, official who authorized COVID vaccines in Canada, not consulted on mandate. Now, we've already talked about the legal part of this in regard to the fact that basically they had no scientific standing for their mandate, but they did it anyway, which, by the way, is everywhere else, too. But this is July 26. There's two points to make here. I want to show you what I deal with on a daily basis, but most people do. And Epic Times is getting a very clear example of this coming from the corp media in Canada, where they break a story. And then they just grab what they did and call it their own. I'll show you next. But the federal government official with final authority on approving vaccines in Canada did not advise advise, and was no at no point consulted about imposing or keeping in place vaccine mandates and travel court documents show. How do you make sense of that? The federal official with the final authority on approving these things didn't even get consulted? Gee, there's nothing amiss here. He says, quote, so I want to be clear, or rather the question is, so I want to be clear, nobody from the Canadian government, and when I say the Canadian government, I include the Prime Minister's office, the Ministry of Transport, Ministry of Health, no one ever consulted with you as to whether or not the government should enact the vaccine mandate for travel. This is the lawyer asking him. He says, that's correct. Nobody reached out to the one person. I mean, ha, I mean, this, this is at the very least completely un- just, or what's the right word for it? Obviously unjustified, illegal, but I don't I mean, wh- how do you explain that? That's like the FDA ignoring its own experts to do what they want anyway, because that's the broken part of all. There's a, there's agenda driving this, not science, but here's that point about the manipulation. Note that this was published on July 26th, July 26th. And this point is Toronto sun. Lily, court records show Trudeau brought in vaccine mandates for travel purely based on politics. August 10th. Okay. Down here it says, The lawsuit made public documents first reported by Rupa Subramanye. Okay, well that's weird because that's not true. And the article, the point is they're trying to say that that was first reported by her on August 2nd. But... Here's clearly the epic, T- epic times, July twenty sixth, citing the same information. But just because you don't like them, you can't pretend they're not there, which is what they do. They do that to me. Independent media does that to me, guys. It's everywhere. The point is, it's frustrating for everybody. And again, credit's not the main point, but we all know that we want credit for the work that we do. And the fact of doing this is not only insulting; it's a, it's meant to make people believe that you're not there or that you're not relevant. Despite the, that fact is, the Epic Times should get credit for this because they did do it first. But here's the here's the funny part. They even tweet about this out in the Twitterverse, and great to see this re- great reporting, groundbreaking, devastating court documents discovered by, and they cite this person. Except as he falls up and says, discovered? <laughs> Seems I'll spend the rest of my life saying we were the first to publish something on those documents on July 26th, a week before. Just so we see that point, you all know this happens. But guys, it's important. It's important that we support the people that are doing the great work that are the ones reporting it and don't stand on people's shoulders and use their work without giving them credit. Everybody knows that matters, regardless of whether it's the most important thing. Just want to make that point because Epic Times here deserves that credit. Now, on to long COVID. The important part about this is that this is a huge part of their story. A a very large part of the narrative that they argue maintains the need for for everything, despite the fact that they're rolling back the very discussion, the very narrative on, on what's supposed to happen, I, I mark my words, guys, that's not going to stand. It's going to be it's pushed in with something else, whether it's a week or a year from now. At some point, they're going to reinitiate this, whether it's climate change or monkeypox or whatever else, it's going to be the same means to an end. But the point is that they're using, or they were using, or maybe we'll still, which makes no sense, long COVID to justify why those mandates and actions needed to happen. But here, is the most important, most recent information about the verifiable long COVID? I mean, you would, you'd believe that long COVID is something proven by science, but guess what? It's not. This is from June. Clues to long COVID. Scientists strive to unravel what's driving dis- 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 disabling symptoms, meaning they don't know. It's a guess. Here's three examples of guesses by experts, but guesses. And they're all different. And yet right now, they point at something that hasn't been proven to justify why kids should be injected. They point at this to justify why people are getting sick later, except we haven't even proven this. This is SIDS and SADS all over again. If you don't know it, you can't say, oh, they got SADS, that normal old thing we all know about. No, that means we don't know what happened. Because again, right now, they're pointing at all sorts of people that are having weird problems and, you know, just simple like inflammation or weird things that all, by the way, are completely associated with the COVID injection and saying, oh, it's long COVID. As a given, doctors are dismissing, it, oh, it's probably long COVID. You don't know that. And you're a bad doctor if you even suggest that without knowing for sure, especially when this is not even established to truly be there. And just to start with this, by the way, I point this out. This is just another scientific study. It's not everything, and it may be wrong. But the point is, the peer-reviewed science from 2021 found that by and large, What they found was that the people that thought they had long COVID had never been shown to even have COVID. The the moral, moral of the story, that they believe it's mostly psychosomatic. What do you know? But people push back on this. I just don't see with what's out in the world right now that we can even establish that long COVID is real. It says they span three continents, but a trio of researchers who've never met share a singular focus made vital by the still raging pandemic. Still raging, they say. It's very honest. Deciphering the causes of long COVID and figuring out how to treat it. Again, even the premise by the, the way they start this article is as if we know for sure long COVID is there. We don't know that. Almost two years ago in Italy, pediatric infectious disease doctor Danilo Busenso, who works at uh, Gemelli University and hospital, started to see children who, months after mild infections with COVID SARS-CoV-2, were still short of breath had crushing fatigue. I don't know the symptoms. So what does that sound like to you? Short of breath? Fatigue? I don't know. The masks you force them all to wear? I mean, it's almost a no-brainer. Not that I know for sure, but that's very clearly a side effect. At that time, they would not even acknowledge. We all know that's happening. It's been proven 15 times over. You Causing hypoxia, ca- hypercapnia. I mean, all this stuff would be proven with peer-reviewed science. The point is they're making them wear these masks even at that time especially at that time before the COVID injection. But but then you can add the COVID injection going forward and add that to it as well. But the point is, we don't know this is happening, especially since these kids have a dramatically low problem with this, even at that time. Remember this entire thing, they still point at a number of 500 kids that have died. What we know that's been proven to not be true. From Johns Hopkins doctors and others that have shown you that this has never been followed up on. That they don't know whether that kid went with a broken leg or something, another problem. Had cancer and got tested with a PCR test, and then died from cancer, and that went down as a COVID death for sure. Or got a broken leg, got tested, left, and got in a car accident. That also goes down as COVID nineteen if they tested him while he was there with a false PCR test. That that's but and that's enough. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous. But going forward, it says. Oh, and just to see, it says. He suspects that, you know, it might be. That's what their stance is. These are the experts. They're pointing as the leading information about maybe what long COVID is, and they don't even know for sure that it's there. It might be this. It could be. We suspect that it's connected. It's crazy. Is that driving their lingering symptoms? Here's his exact quote. I can't say this is the truth, of course, but this makes sense. You know why he says, of course? Because he knows nobody's proven this. That's why they're researching it. And yet we're already making policy based on this as a fact. Meanwhile, in the U.S., microbiologist Amy Prahl can't stop thinking about a second leading long COVID theory. That the coronavirus keeps hurting people by stubbornly enduring in the body, even after acute infection passes. I don't know, maybe because they're injecting the spike protein into their body or the instructions how to make it, maybe, or continuing to wear masks that create dramatic and systematic inflammation and everything else that's been shown to cause lots of problems or increase your infection of everything else in the environment, like the flu or anything else. If you have a dr- if dramatically, if, if your body has an increased risk of infection because of the masks and what it's done to your immune system, which is what we've shown you, which is what the only random controlled trial finds. Let's see if I can I find that actually. Yep, there it is. I can include this since I referenced it more than once. Very clearly finds moisture retention and reuse of these masks, which everybody does. Poor filtration may cause an increased risk of infection. Increased risk of infection. Why would you wear something to fight infection that causes an increased risk of infection? This is 2015, British Medical Journal, ran a controlled trial, peer-reviewed. Just the science, right? only one out there. You're not going to find competing information about cloth masks. So explain to me why they forced it up until 2021. And then just change on a dime because there's an agenda playing out. Studies have shown, quote, the virus is capable of persistence in a wide range of body size. So you're guessing that the virus just continues? Wouldn't that by default mean that the injections aren't doing anything? (laughs) Nah, who cares? Let's just keep running with guessing at it. Down under in Australia, immunologists, Uh, The University of New South Wales, Sydney, is chasing a third lead, motivated by what the blood of long COVID patients has divulged. Right. So we're guessing this is even happening, but yet we're already standing on the idea that they're long COVID patients and looking at their blood. Guess what it says? An immune system gone haywire, even eight months after their first tested positive. Do we know if they're vaccinated? Wouldn't that matter? Seeing as how we're watching the immune problems happen. And even the UK spoke up and said, we can't give these injections this quick or you're going to cause immune problems. Oops. So now we're watching people with immune systems going haywire. And all we can say is must have been COVID. Because what else? Well, I know what else. The vaccine they're giving people. He says he he had assumed the immune cells galvanized to fight off infection would have calmed down over that time span. Well, because you assume that would happen and it's not happening. So do you then just assume that it's long COVID? Why wouldn't you then dig into that very point and go, well, what did make it do that? What is causing your immune system to do that Cause this problem? It says, so it was a surprise that these cells did not recover. That's the end of it. That's so that's that's how up in the air this is. The guess that it might be long COVID causing your immune system to break down. What about the thing you're giving people that literally causes their immune system to break down? Nah, Fake news, no science there for each of these researchers. And by the way, there's a lot of peer reviewed science finding that let them guess into the wind because that's what gets them funding for each of those researchers and many others exploring the causes of the thing we don't know is there long COVID untangling the complex syndrome. God, this frustrates me with a still evolving definition. How is it even being called long COVID if you haven't proven it's there? They say it's a laborious, stepwise process. First, they must show that a possible contributor, such as minuscule clots, living virus, or immune abnormalities, the three different examples of what they're looking into and guessing at, they must first show that the possible contributor craps up disproportionately in people with long COVID. Like, how can you even in a sentence call it long COVID when your sentence you just said is that they need to prove this thing is causing it? So they haven't proven that it's even there, But yet they say that they're studying people with long COVID. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's the narrative they're already setting on it. Then comes the hard part. Proving that each of these traits alone or in combination explains why the coronavirus has rendered millions of people shadows of, of former selves. So you're literally pointing at the research needed to prove that it's there to argue that we know long COVID exists. Yeah, make sense of that. Only in COVID clown world. But it says they find the main point, regardless of how confusing their statements are, is that they don't know and they're still trying to find out. A final challenge is identifying treatments that erase or reverse these abnormalities. You know what the, the most important thing is? Don't take a genetic treatment that's being experimented on. It's that, that an experiment, I should say. But more such studies are needed. Yes, but let's, in the meantime, screen that we know for sure. And time is of the essence. In May, the CDC reported that a review of the medical records of nearly 2 million people suggested at least one in five of those had developed conditions characteristic of long COVID. You know why? Because they're all getting injected. They're all wearing masks. All these people are doing things to their body that are hurting them. That's my opinion. But how about how about you do a 2 million study of people unvaccinated versus 2 million people vaccinated, CDC? No, we don't have time, except they have time to do things like this, into the wind of things they can't even prove. That's a good use of resources, right? How about we focus on the current problem before we start trying to prove the unknown in the direction of your narrative? You see how clearly they're guided by their own discussions, some re- of their own agenda. Some recent research suggests the risk for vaccinated people is somewhat lower. Think about that. Guesses again. Some some research suggests could be, but vaccination's power to head off the syndrome remains uncertain. <laughs> which means we don't know. So we're going to guess at the direction that if you get injected, you're probably not as bad, but that's the opposite of what's happening. That's why they are now rolling back their narrative in every possible way, because they know they just don't want to admit it because they're cowards. Where were we here? So long COVID up in the air at the best, but you watch as they scream about how exactly that is guiding every get get ready for long monkey or long whatever they want to say it's an easy way to maintain the narrative without any evidence now to the last part of this or the last two parts actually i want to talk about not just the polio part of this but how all of this continues the agenda and the narrative right and, and not just in in regard to viruses either but specifically talking about talking about the wa- manufactured water crisis as i would see it Now, first, this is from the breaking news app that I use. Polio virus has been detected. I've already shown you this a couple of times in wastewater from New York City, suggesting the virus is likely circulating in the city. Based on that hypothetical unknown that we're going to take at face value because they say so, they want to take action. Now, this isn't happening yet, but they're going to keep pushing this, arguing that this is what we we need to use these samples. Again, Whitney and I talked about this all the way back in 2020. The infrastructure being built out to test wastewater, to tell you medical pre-crimes, we're going to get sick tomorrow. So lockdown, quarantine, wear masks. That's what they're already pushing for. And using this to say, see, we knew it was coming and you didn't listen. But it says the spread poses a risk to unvaccinated people, except that's not true. Because what's happening, well, I mean, at the very least, it's, it's, it's risky to everybody if it's even happening. Because what this is, and it's provable, is an oral polio vaccine strain. Which, according to the BBC, is infecting everybody. People that previously got the injection, which now need boosters. I'll show you that next. But here is something I want to show you about why this is so alarming. The people involved with what's happening today... This isn't even specifically about polio, but realize that they have been doing things like this around the world. The Gates funded oral polio vaccine. And in fact, with he's been there administering us alongside these people, these vets. What the picture is for the show today is hurt. It's hurting people. And by the way, the U. And right now in the United States, this is they don't even use this anymore. But it's still apparently being used in other countries right now. When I mean, you go back all the way to, I mean, this, even twenty twenty. There's been multiple examples of this, but in twenty twenty in September. There was a huge, uh, a larger than should be polio outbreak in the Sudan, literally caused by the oral vaccine, according to the United Nations. And yet they still use it all the way until now, because we now know that strain is what's causing this. Again, if that's what's happening, because it could be complete fabrication, knowing what can they lie about today. Well, watch this video real quick. It's not a long one, because the reality is they've experimented on people in India for a long time, including with the GMO discussion, which already failed. They're more food scarce today than before they manipulated their food supply with these dangerous GMOs. Don't forget what we're dealing with today a genetically manipulative injection. It's all the same ge- game they're playing, their same experimentation using you. Thousands of tribal girls without proper study and paperwork.
2: India was among
7: the hardest hit after Bollywood celebrities were incentivized by the Gates Foundation to urge the public to submit to mass vaccinations. In 2000-
6: now, real quick, even if you don't think they knew that this was going to happen, and this is in regard to the, I, I forget the name, but I'll say it next, this one or the polio vaccine, even if you don't think they knew, you need to see the connection to today. They were going, take it, take it, using stars to incentivize and manipulate people emotionally to do what they think they're supposed to do, and then it turned out to be bad. It turned out to be problematic, hurt people, in fact, caused the exact opposite. So here we are today with Gates gallivanting through the media, saying, do this, it's safe for you, and everyone's, you know, and and shouldn't we go, hmm, maybe they're wrong again. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe they're lying. Why wouldn't we with this kind of example? Because people are scared and being manipulated by powerful people. That's why. Or they're too scared to speak up. There's a million things happening, but the reality is we have every right to stand up and and say no. We will not comply.
7: tribal children were administered the HPV vaccine. Over 24,000 girls were told they were being given wellness shots, in many cases without the informed consent of a parent or a guardian.
3: The people that were administering these vaccines lied to the guardians of these girls and told the girls, oh, this is going to cure cancer. You're never going to have cancer. And these girls became severely injured. Some of them developed seizures. Some of them developed cancer. And seven girls died.
6: If you didn't hear that earlier part, I kind of cut in between. They told them this was something they didn't tell them this was a vaccination for. They said this was a health shot. I mean, think about that. They are literally lying to these people to get them to do something that dramatically hurt them, and they lied to get them to do it. This isn't a secret. It's everywhere. The people that don't want to hear it act like it's misinformation or it's fake news. It's very easy to prove. It looks like this was London Real that did this. The point is that these were this, Gates was involved in this. But it's not just about Gates, though. It's the same thing. The government, the manipulation, the forceful actions, the using the media to push it. We're doing they're doing the same thing right now, but not pulling
3: back this time. No insurance. There was no assistance for them. And the Gates Foundation denied that it had been clinical trials. And it was so bad that the parliament in India created a task force. They studied it and they kicked out the Gates Foundation. Right.
1: But India is a barbaric country. Things happen here in a very barbaric way. But I was surprised to find an American organization operating in broad daylight, doing things in a very, very, let's say, Indian fashion. And so the route I took was that I want the whole procedure to be investigated. The Indian parliament formed a committee, and it was to me a rather surprising move because you generally don't often have such a high-level inquiry into matters affecting poor people. And that was such an extraordinary report. I don't think Indian parliament has ever come out with such a scathing report. And the government officials came up and said, we shouldn't have authorized this. We're sorry. We're not going to allow them again. And now they're back doing their same old tricks again.
4: The good news is that human clinical trials can start as early as July 2020 for India's first COVID-19 indigenous vaccine that's been.
6: Just one into the next, one into the next, right? Just keeps going. Just Now it's COVID-19. Now, before that was oral polio. And they're, do, they're, going, they're doing it again, even with the HPV, the same thing. How do we make sense of that unless we realize these people don't care about you, that they're doing this for their own agenda, even if it's some abstract greater good, which I don't buy for a second. Even if it is, though, this is not acceptable. And we need and have the right, as we always do regardless of this, to stand up and say no, especially since we can see that they're not trustworthy. They're willing to use people in poor countries to manipulate, lying to them, refusing to help them once they hurt them. It's just disgusting how obvious it is these are terrible people. As I said, in regard to the polio, oral polio vaccine, we've seen outbreaks caused by this that continue well after the U.S. stops using it. Why would that make sense? If you know, why would you let it be sold to use? Because you don't care. You're testing. It's profit. how knows that this is even polio vaccine? But it says in Sudan, it caused an oral vaccine outbreak that created an oral vaccine strain, which now is they claim happening in this country and the UK. But here's what they're saying now. Polio found in New York City wastewater, not tap water, wastewater. Health officials urge people to get vaccinated. Do they Are they urging unvaccinated? No, they're urging everybody to get vaccinated, even people that had polio. It's not a trick. That's what they're doing. Of course, they want you to think it's only unvaccinated. It's what they say in the report, but that's not true either. But if it's only unvaccinated, then why are you telling everybody to get it? We need to see the correlation between all these narratives, monkeypox, COVID. There's a very clear push in the same direction no matter what's happening, no matter how dangerous or how, how, how benign, no matter how, how prevalent or how minimized. I mean, it's very clear how it doesn't matter. It's all the same agenda, the same direction. If you can't see that by now, you're choosing not to pay attention. Here's my point. UK came out on four, came four days ago, urgent polio boosters for London children. Not only the unvaccinated, because it wouldn't be a booster. They're talking about boosters for kids that have been vaccinated for polio. Why would that make sense? Because either they know this is something different, or they just want to push vaccines. It doesn't matter how you spin it. You're talking about people predominantly who are already injected getting sick. That's what they're saying. You can read it for yourself. We already talked about it. The frustrating part about this, though, is it's very clearly manipulative. And these polio injections are just as potentially dangerous as any other thing we've talked about. It doesn't matter, though. Now, now the other point I want to get into here is something that's frustrating me is more kind of partisan, either lack of due diligence or manipulation. Now, whether this is intended to make Republicans look like the thing they want them to be or not, there's plenty of people in the chat that are already falling for it. Now, here's the point. We already play. We already already saw this clip underneath when we we put, we showed you this when it first was reported and we saw this on Twitter and we saw this image for those in the podcast. It's this video of the, uh, uh, New York city. What was he? The, the mayor saying, Oh, drink tap water. And then and everyone underneath that was, and I, I even said at the time, I kind of understand the tweet was kind of confusing the way it was worded, but these people in the chat were just going, Oh, it's in the tap water. And, and don't care to look at what, I mean, what, what is wrong with people today? You're just going to jump to a gigantic inclusion based on text from somebody on Instagram. Are you even going to look at what it actually says? Apparently not. And the problem is that a lot of people, predominantly in the party paradigms on both sides, will do that. And I'm not attacking every one of you because a lot of you are smart enough to see through this stuff. Even if you still think the party paradigm is good. And I could be wrong about that. The point is that a lot of people will choose to run with whatever they think is good. As this person says, and he's cr- incredibly wrong. Not to say that it might not be in the tap water. My point is that's not what the article says. That's not what the information is saying. And nothing is being tested to find out. So it's, you could argue that it's in the air. For all his matter, Based on the same logic, because we don't know for sure. But the point is, that's not what the information says. That's not what was even reporting. It was in the wastewater they found it, because they're testing wastewater for medical pre-crime reasons. As somebody was saying before, well, it could be. Of course it could be in the tap water. It could be in anything. It could be in the injections they're giving you. That doesn't mean you then report that it is in those things. Right? Let's be objective here. But it says, under Biden, they are now finding polio in tap water. Hey, just for clear, guys, this guy, the typical liberal, either is not doing due diligence or is trying to manipulate you. In any case, you should stop looking to him for information. This person says, Democrats are trying to depopulate. He was taking the cap off, not even filling up the water. So beyond right, right? They're all leaning into it without even looking to see if that's true. Why? How much did they pay him? Because people go along with this stuff. What a waste of water, leaving the tap on. Anyway, the point is, guys, that's not what it actually said. It was very clear that this was waste water. And what that means is they're testing the sewage water to see if there's a collective amount of enough of a, you know, like a, a residue, I guess, of, of whatever they're calling polio to say that, yeah, we are te- detecting this. Therefore, people are about to get sick or so on. That's what's actually happening. I just want to make it clear, guys, there's a lot of this happening. And I, I kind of believe that what's happening here is meant to create the situation where people in the partisan manipulation will then point will state this and by the way go look at this on twitter you're going to find people all over twitter because of things like this it's not just this one account arguing they found it in tap water either because they misunderstood a tweet and didn't do due diligence or because they want to manipulate and it but it's spreading could it be sure but there's no reason to think that except for this misinterpretation of what was said that's why by the way they play this video And it says, do you all remember when that time when Mayor Adams told everyone New New York City to drink the tap water? Anyways, they found polio in New York City water. Now, you see, this guy saying that makes it sound like he means drinking water. Now, he actually might just mean wastewater. But he does suggest tap water in the tweet, so I don't think so. But in any case, that's where that all goes. And you have to waste time trying to break it down for people because otherwise it goes rampant in the one-sided partisan discussion that it's in the tap water. And then when you try to point out that it's not, they're going, they're hiding that's in the tap water. (laughs) It's like, it was never... Unless you just hypothetically guess that because you want to. Frustrating. But here is the next point of this, and it gets into the water discussion in general. Now, this is interesting because I really, my brother's the first one to kind of put me on this discussion. But it's 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 very important, right? Because the water part of this is more important, arguably, than the food. Because you need water much in shorter intervals than you do food. So if suddenly we're in a lack of clean water because of their control over the system, then that's even more alarming to me. But as it says, Richard Wellings points out, there is an inability to grasp that water shortages are a deliberate policy, according to him. I, and I agree with this. Government EU rules prevented the construction of new reservoirs and pipelines. The objective was rationing and reduced consumption, which could then be blamed on climate change. Now, this you can read the article. That's, I mean, he, that's his interpretation of this. The point being that what we're talking about is them arguing the rationing and consumption, but but then saying that we need to because climate change. But you could argue the same point, though, that it would be easy to make it seem like we're a problem because of what they want to see, right? And this is why we're pointing at this. Drought declared in several parts of England. Well, what do you know? That's kind of interesting, right? Well, are they droughts? Or are they manufactured problems? Well, that's for you to decide. But what I do see quite clearly is that all of it's being blamed on climate change. Now, we don't know that at all. And if we do know that there's actions to reduce consumption and reduce infrastructure to allow that, well, that's pretty obvious. It says Britain's water crisis should be treated as a national security threat. And that's where we're getting right now. There's already been declared emergencies in some places because of water. Well, there you go. Now, we're going to find this going to be in the water wars, which people have predicted, or the situation where we're clearing lockdowns because of water. It doesn't matter where they go with this; it's the same direction, always weirdly, but not weirdly, the exact same solution to whatever problem that currently rises. But we're seeing this to bring it home in California. Report, and I already showed you this the like two week ago. Report reveals revealing hundreds of failing water districts in California, which perfectly sets them up to what? To rebuild them, to reimagine them in a new world that'll be sustainable and equitable for everybody. Okay, well, that's what they want you to think. Well, July 28, 2022, a state audit found that nearly 1 million Amer- Californians have contaminated drinking water. Well, this is nothing new. We've covered this forever. TLAV, Derek in, in, in specifically in, in for, for t and elsewhere, has been covering this for a long time. This is from 2017. Why is the media ignoring America's drinking water crisis? Derek Bros? we'll come back to that. Here's the first thing I want to show you. As they're screaming about failing water districts, you know what you need to make clear to people and yourself if you don't know this? That they have gotten millions, if not billions, in California alone for water infrastructure for a long time now. Now this, what you're looking at, for those not on the podcast, is the EPA website that's simply pointing out $2.6 billion in funding for the United States to improve water infrastructure. $2.6 $2.6 billion. Now, this is just in this year, mind you. This changes. Here is the next year, right? So this one is 2019. Here's 2020. $2.7 billion in that year. So $2 plus billion plus a year going out to the country for water infrastructure, and yet it only gets worse and worse. That tells you something. But here, let's get specific about it. Let's point to California. Here's 2020. And guys, trust me, you could go year to year to year, almost as far back as you want, and you'll find this. EPA awards $252.8 million for infrastructure in California for drinking water. Gee, I wonder what they did with that. Seems as how now we're in a dire straits about the future, I wonder what they did with that almost $300 million. Probably nothing but continue to build infrastructure for the future of the Great Reset. Just my guess. Here is another point from 2021. EPA announces over $600 million in water infrastructure funding for California, December 2nd, 2021. So we have water infrastructure funding continuing year to year. And guess, uh, before I get to that, actually, here is EPA grants. Oh, this, no, this was, okay. So yeah, you can go back. I thought I moved it it further down, but you can go back even. So here's 2021, but you can go back pretty much any year. Here's 2016. EPA grants California $182 million for water projects. I mean, guys, we're over a billion dollars here when you add all this stuff up. And you can, then here's another one, 2010. You can keep going. $300 million in federal funding for California infrastructure. All of these things, and this says right here, improving water and wastewater infrastructure. That's pretty interesting, right? I mean, this continues to go back. And yet what's happened? Now we're in a position where they're screaming about, oh, we're in trouble. What did you do with all that billion plus dollars, right? What did you do with the money? Now, here's what uh, Jerry Brown said back in 2018. Jerry Brown sets permanent water conservation rules for Californians. You know what it says? Or where was it? Uh, drought or no drought. The point is, just like we were saying before, now they're setting con- conservation rules, whether or not there's a drought, that they get to dictate what you're allowed to use, even though you pay for it, even though water is not supposed to be something the government dictates, right? And people argue water, I mean, water is a human right. The point, though, at the end of the day is that you have places like, groups like Nestle and others, which have covered many times, Having no dick, uh, limitations on what they can buy and use and do. And they'll sell, you right out from, sell them right out from under you. You know, we saw something like that happen exactly in Flint. Which, by the way, still to this day does not have clean drinking water. But let's care, act like we care. that, we, And we've allowed a place like that to continue to be a problem. Well, here's 2020 for New York City. And guys, you could find this most anywhere. But New York right now and California are the two crying wolf about what's happening. Now that doesn't—I shouldn't even say it like that because that doesn't mean there's not actually a problem. If there is a problem, it's because they made it happen. Clean water advocates to Cuomo: "Quote, New York is failing to protect its drinking water in 2020." And and why does that make sense? Seeing as how in 2018 they got 222.5 million dollars for water infrastructure improvements, 2020 they got 220 million dollars for water infrastructure. So what happened with that 500 million dollars, half a billion dollars in the last two—or excuse me. In from 2019 to 2020, or 18 and 20. And what happened? Apparently nothing, seeing as how they're still failing. The bottom line is, guys, you could do this as easy as I can. It's everywhere. And Derek's point is, it's not hard to find. You can check these links out for yourself. This is across the country. As it says, the report found... Right here, threats on tap. Widespread violations highlight need for investment in water infrastructure. Oh, yeah, they do that. They just don't use it for water infrastructure. They found close to 80,000 violations of drinking water standards in every state in the U.S. Let me say that again. And this was 2017. The report found close to 80,000 violations of drinking water standards in every state in the U.S. What did they do? They did nothing. And they allowed it to get to this point so they could use it to justify what they're doing now. That's my opinion. But you explain why this happened, where all the money went. Here's another one from Activist Post. This is 2017 as well. Nearly all U.S. drinking water contaminated with cancer-causing chemicals. I wonder what's deal- happening and why everyone's sick today. Now, here's a report that I did. I interviewed Justin Sheridan, excuse me, Jordan Sheridan. Now, I feel obligated to point out that he kind of lost it in COVID-19 and it called for people like me to be censored and then got censored himself for a different reason, which seems like... <laughs> justifiable i don't i don't call for anybody to be censored but it shows you how that swings around nobody should be justifying censorship but the point is this is good work so i recommend you check it out where he did great work on this topic flint water tests were doctored and it's you guys watch the video it's very easy to prove it's verifiable they manipulated the tests so to cover up what was happening and guess what the media refused to report it I even think that's why Jordan was, came on my show, because he was desperately trying to get corporate media to report this, and they wouldn't listen to him. So I, I invited him on, and we talked about it, and it's very clear. The point is, they were trying not to help these people. Not just Flint, but the, the federal government. Why? How do you explain that unless they don't care about your health and clearly wanted to use this? Now, here's a video I want you to see that's really interesting, and this speaks to something I've already talked about. Now, you remember a friend of mine that I haven't spoken to in a long time. I'm not sure what happened to him. I hope he's okay. Patrick Roddy. He used to run a website called stopsprayingus.com who would do tests in San Francisco weekly. And every single week, he would find astronomically high amounts of aluminum barium. And nobody could explain why that it was past the safe amounts. That was a long time ago. Here's a guy telling you the same thing. And speaking of the danger of the drinking water maybe it has to do with this seeing as how the rain he's testing is chock full of dangerous things that increase your risk of neurological problems and everything else we've seen sure nothing no correlative point there with COVID-19 they call it or whatever else right
4: some figures okay latest water test tested the rain 13,100 micrograms per liter of aluminum in the rain in 2013 normally it should be zero so 13,100 is pretty damn much, folks. It used to be zero, then it was 100s in the 2000s. And then in uh, since 2010, it's into the 1000s and the latest 13,100. In the snow on Mount Shasta, pristine Mount Shasta, 61,000 feet, no, excuse me, 8,000 foot level, 61,000 micrograms per liter, four times the amount that is found in the soil where in the hell is this stuff coming from if it's not come from the soil? You know, these tests are international in scope. We're seeing this all over the world, guys. Okay, pH of acid soils is 20 times more alkaline. The aluminum in the soil has doubled in the last 10 years. Aluminum blocks essential nutrients. I am unable in my garden to restore normal pH, and that's because nanoparticles are now in the circulatory systems of both plants and humans. So welcome, fellow guinea pigs. Uh, The collapse and decrease of agriculture is something I worry about even more than the previous info about autism and Alzheimer's.
6: Now, you don't have to take his word for it. Right? The point is that there's like I've I've seen the test myself. This is real, and there's multiple people doing this. They just don't care. And remember, as they're right now in a weird kind of conservative media push to argue China is now doing weather modification. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Your government, especially, but China too, and a lot of them, Israel, they've been doing this for decades. You I mean they came now? They're we're doing this new thing called cloud seeding. It's like, come on, the cloud seeding's been the one thing they've admitted to forever. They pretend that's not the same thing. The point is that even the CFR with Brennan admitted in 2018 that they're now doing this. They're putting aluminum barium in the sky to fight climate change. So when we see shockingly high amounts of this that do cause things like Alzheimer's, we it's not a question of what's happening. They're putting it in the atmosphere. We just need to be upset about enough to stay, to speak out about it. It's not a conspiracy theory. But this matters, whether we're talking water safety, whether we're talking your health, whether we're talking things being called COVID-19. Everything about this is legitimate, and they don't want you to talk about it. Now, here is where this leads. Governor Whitmer, of course, has declared a state of emergency for specific areas. Lapper, Macomb, Oakland, and St. Clair counties following yesterday's water main break. Sort of like we're seeing all these food sh- plants and flower production and everything just burned down. It's weird. It's weird. it just happened, resulting in a boil water advisory. Now, the funny, ridiculous part about that is they probably should have already been doing that based on the information we just saw. But it says we're drawing on every resource we have and taking every action necessary to get impacted families the help they need. Now, is Flint took, I don't know, what's it been? <laughs> 15 years. Yeah, I wonder how fast this will work for them. But the bottom line is, guys, this is just an action being taken in in an opportune time. Now, what this does effectively is shuts down their water, whether this is really what happened or not, and allows them, it forces them to be dependent on the government. And then you can, I can also emergency opens up emergency funding, emergency action. I mean, this is what they're doing. They are governing by emergency now. But the bottom line is you are now dependent on the government which then i promise you won't lead to the same system being reinitiated it's going to be like we have a new idea let's reimagine what this system will look like and that's what they're already pushing now bernie's tweets points out and this is where this all leads to cuz all this is being justified by the idea that climate change is causing everything that's it's even in these posts it's barely under the surface but they're saying that everywhere so guess what's coming next guys and that's what we all see climate lockdowns as she bernie's tweets writes those with vested interest will continue to nudge you into believing more taxes and global citizen control will save the planet. They are lying to you. Now, we've shown you this one. This is from 2021. World needs equivalent of pandemic lockdown every two years to meet Paris carbon emission goals. Even though the National Geographic website and plenty of other experts spoke up and said, no, the lockdowns, in fact, hurt us. They did not do what they. but that doesn't matter. It's all narrative. It doesn't matter what the facts say. They're just going to push the idea that we need lockdowns for climate change because that seems to be the push. Here is 2022. John Kerry wants to em- emulate COVID lockdowns for climate change. What do you know? So all those screaming climate change lockdowns and being called conspiracy theorists were clearly not wrong, just like we, weren't, we knew back in. They said the same thing, but they still call it conspiracy theory. Isn't that funny? Right up until it happens, just like everything else. But here is an expert speaking on climate change. Now, it's just one of many. Corbett, James Corbett, is an excellent source for the absurd climate change manipulation. Not to say we're not destroying this planet, but the idea of carbon and nitrogen and the way that there's a manipulation taking place. Also, Tony Heller, a great one. But this is a very interesting conversation. Just one example of an expert telling you what people need to hear. Now, I'm actually wanting to have James Corbett. I haven't brought this up to him yet, but I was going to reach out to have him on for a climate change discussion because I've never had that. Not, you know, not on my show and interviewed about this one topic. It's time for that, obviously, because it's very clear how this is being used. But listen to this expert. We, look,
0: we all accept we're in a period of global warming.
6: Now, just to clarify, what he means by that to begin is that we're in a period of when the world is warming not to say that that means global warming or climate change. Is the, that's the point is that what you'll hear is they talked about how it's a normal process. You know, you go through times of warming and times of cooling. It's just a normal way the world works. You can disagree or believe it if you want. The point is just to come out of the gate and make sure you heard that. It wasn't about agreeing with that. It's about the idea that we're in a natural state of warming.
0: Of global
5: warming. But a lot of people are panicking, aren't they? Um, uh, yes. Are they right to panic? No. Um, They should relax, basically. Um, Simply because if they were to go and look at the natural history of the Earth, which has all been unravelled since these climate myths were created by the UN, they'd find that actually what is happening now is almost totally normal. And the Earth, on the short term, forget ice ages, that's a confusing thing, but for the last 10,000 years, which is a short warm period within an ice age cycle, It goes up and down about a degree at the equator, two degrees at the poles, about every thousand years. um, And it's perfectly normal. And the rate of rise now, before people start... Obviously, people might phone in with this one. The rate of rise is not unusual either. It's about one degree in a century. And it goes up and down while it's... It can go up and down a degree while it's doing that. Yes. And that's a global average over 30 years. It's not the weather. (laughs) So... So, we've got on one side, we've got the
0: Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, we've got thousands of supposed experts,
5: all stuffing stuff into their models. Um, Why are they wrong? Um, Well, because their presumptions that they feed into their models are wrong, and I think we've talked (laughs) briefly about this, it's called GIGO, garbage in, garbage out. That's the point. And one of the assumptions they put in is there's no natural change so if the change that they assign to carbon dioxide is actually natural there is no anomalous diff uh, it, it, what's the word i want additional change to be observed so it's not actually happening and there's a very good reason why that could be so, to stop me if you... <laughs> you. The, the, which is that it's a very small effect, the greenhouse effect, within the overall parameters of the atmosphere. There are much bigger things at work, like the sun shining on it and the gravity pulling the atmosphere onto the ground, which basically sets what the temperature gradient, all this sort of stuff. But the control is from the oceans, the clouds control. The clouds are the control of Earth's climate stability. So,
0: so, in a sense, you think that people are panicking unnecessarily. Um, and we've been warming now for the last sort of 150 years or yep, so yep. give or take uh since about 1850 there's something interesting about that, that period isn't it tell tell us about that because it, why did they choose that
5: point well oh that's <laughs> Because it's the lowest point. We are at one degree above the coldest it's been in the last 10,000 years. Let's just repeat that. I mean, that's remarkable. And the other remarkable thing is it's two degrees cooler than the warmest it's been in the last 10,000 years, which is the Egyptian and the Minoan period. So this is really important, folks, because this is data and
0: uh, that uh, essentially uh, the IPCC, they always talk about that we are... Uh, one degree higher than than the pre-industrialisation period, than 150 years ago. But what you're saying, Brian, is that was the lowest point in the last 10,000 years. Correct. So, so in a sense, that's why we shouldn't be panicking, and that it's been much warmer in, in two or three previous periods.
5: Yes, and in the last interglacial, which was 130,000 years ago, when the country is much, pretty much where it is now, about 50 degrees north from the equator, there were hippopotami and elephants on the banks of the River Thames, that, it was would, six, that would be quite a sight now, wouldn't it? Would be it would, <laughs> and, and it's well known, this is natural history, and it's, it was six degrees warmer than it is now. And there were humans wandering around the place, presumably hunter-gathering happily. Um, we're a tropical species.
6: Thank you guys. So the important part here is that this is going to translate whether, so right now you're looking at a tweet in regard to the the, uh, electric bills in the UK. The water is going to be seen the same way, right? As this crisis continues, manufactured or not, you're going to see the water price for people in these areas skyrocket in the same way that you are going to see or rather, I mean, look in Flint, for example. During Flint's situation, or still ongoing, but in the beginning, their prices, their, their water bills went through the roof, even though they were the ones causing the problem. So I promise you that's going to happen in the same way with the water crisis, the food crisis, everything. Don't forget, in the UK, still in, happening everywhere for that matter, but the pricing of their bills is going out of control. They were it's, they, These people didn't vote for this. The government made choices, and they argue it's Putin's fault, but they very clearly on the record made choices to do things to reduce their carbon and, and all these different things they've made for 2030, which then therefore directly influenced this. So they're choosing to do this and yet making it their fault. But the bottom line is we're going to see this everywhere. And whether this is just to squeeze money out of them or collapse the system in a way that makes them necessitate a new one where they're the ones screaming for something different, so they go, here you go. It says, Natalie says, arrived at work tonight and be told we might have to shut the shop down. Last week, the electric bill came in 10 times. Dear today, the gas came in from 900 to 10,000 pounds. Can you consider, think about how crazy that is. It's a small family to run business here since 1982. This would be tragic. Look, and she, there's the bill right there. How in the world is somebody going to afford $10,000 for a monthly bill? This is pathetic and criminal. This is what's happening. We all see this and nobody's... these. This is like the unvaccinated person. We don't care. Except now you're all unvaccinated and it's the government doing it to everybody. Big surprise. Welcome to the reality. It's always been all of us against the government. Maybe we're finally seeing that. Here's another example. This is actually a sad one. It's another language. But the guy crying. Today I received the electric bill for July. 5,000 euro... Last year I paid, I think that's euro. You know what? Maybe it's. I'm confusing these sometimes. I'm pretty sure that one's pounds, right? So this one is, I think it is euro. Let me know in the chat. I believe that's euro. Last year I paid 1,371. In the exact same period, consuming 200 kilowatts less. The kilowatt in 2021 cost nine cents. Today, 53 cents. Somebody do the math in that real quick. What's that? Five times more? That's incredible. Based on what action of his? Based on the fact that the government has made some agreement with some other international body and decided to do this for the benefit of what they say is the, that that's not even true. Crazy. Oh, it's, a, it's a, right there—an increase of four hundred and sixty-eight percent. It will be a very hot autumn in Italy and beyond. <inaudible> The bottom line is, guys, these are people that have businesses, family businesses that have been open forever that are now, I mean, how in the world are you going to, a $10,000 bill? How are you going to pay that? That's a guarantee that the small businesses will collapse. Just like with COVID-19. What do you know? Another correlation all in the same direction. Big surprise. Spain bans offices, bars, and shops from setting AC below 80 degrees. doesn't matter if you pay for it. They're making choices for you regardless. This is not about freedom. This is not about democracy. This is about an international order that you don't get to decide with you don't vote for while they pretend and patronize you with the idea of freedom and democracy. We need to stand up across the world and fight what's happening right now. Now, look, how about this, guys? Even if this is the right decision, even if what they're doing is leading in the right direction, I still disagree with it. And I don't think that's what's happening. My point is simply that you have a choice. You always have a choice. When they try to roughshod something in and force everyone, just because they think it's the right thing, it's usually not. Historically speaking, regardless, choice is all that matters. You're not in a free society, even if it's the right thing, and they force it in, that will lead to more tyrannical control over the next thing they decide, and that one might be the wrong thing. That's the future of us, our world, if we allow this to continue, and there's nowhere else to go. Now, what this is leading to in Germany, for for example, is Google searches for firewood are through the roof. Look at how high that is. More than double the amount of searches gone through the roof because people are going, okay, you know what? Screw you then. I'm going to find alternative routes. Or just that they're being forced to do it because they don't have any money. Either way, this is unbelievable. Now, Bernie's tweets points out, Bernie's tweets points out, the average energy bill will rise more than 4,300 pounds by January, as we just saw. But that's not the end. Every How do you even justify that? I'm just blown away by how anybody can think this makes sense. If you ever thought you lived in a free country, that shows you you don't right there. But that's not the end. Every item and service you buy is produced, delivered, packaged, and sold using energy. It means almost everything will go up in price. Great point. The Bank of Idiots, Bank of England, can't fix this with interest rates rises. And John makes a great point. This is how they, the hierarchy enslaving you, will shoehorn the digital ID into place. They're trying right now. Greece already rolled it out. Things will be, and Canada as well, things will be so bad for people, they will use whatever's offered to get them out of the financial mire, like a digital ration card. They already trialed it with QR codes for the cost of living payments recently. It's already happening, guys. And that's the point. We already saw this. This is a little clip that uh, Young made from my show about the QR codes. Let me see if this will play. There's some weird download issue with this. I think if it sounds weird, I'll play it off the computer. For the rest of your life is going to cause cancer or can. has an esc- It'll increase your risk dramatically because they'll tell you it's cancerous, but it's only, you know, you use that one tongue suppressor every three months when you go to the doctor's office, no big deal. It does build in your body and there is a residue. They've admitted that. I've done sh- I'm talking about the testing, by the way, the testing right there in regard to how they continue to keep you testing. As it says, the cost of testing goes up $50 a month in testing goes fees. on it. It says keeping it current cost each person $50 a month in testing fees. Look at this craziness, guys. They're going, oh, get my card. I'm next. Get my code. That's QR codes of people jamming their arms through in China, desperate to be someone to be scanned to get on the train. Thank you for doing the clip. Appreciate it. Man. This is where it's going. Right now, here's the World Economic Forum. Thank you, Wittgenstein, for pointing this out. the 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 Cloudflare COO, Cloudflare COO, hints at digital identity citizenship for internet users. They're all doing this, talking about an inter, a digital ID constitution. And all they're they're building this out while they can distract you with other things. And I feel like Trump and the FBI and all this stuff—they're getting you looking anywhere else while they build this around you. They want to connect everything you do on the internet to a digital ID. We all saw this coming.
3: The other thing I would add, and I agree with all these sorts of things, is is the best organizations that do this have a plan. And it's almost like they, they know where they are, even if they give themselves low marks. And they know where they want to get to and they start to make progress there in in a systematic way. And so when something unexpected comes up, you look at your priority list and you say, where does this fit? How big of a, how big compared to all the other things that we already have a plan to do, the most vulnerable organizations don't have a plan and they don't even want to talk about, you know, where, what grades they would give them in the different areas. And so really... To be in the top, you just need to start with a plan and, and kind of go through with your your leadership team saying, where are we? How are we? If we if something happened, how would we respond? And and you start to kind of march through building a plan and, and making progress. And you look back after one year, two years, and you're like, wow, we've made a lot of progress. And so when things come up, you're in a better place to remediate and respond, which I think is really important. And I I, I couldn't agree more about what Juergen said about it's it's it your question Amy about how it's it's certainly not just the chief security officer's job it is the whole company's job and the more that you train your employees all tides rise and actually it's not even employees it's it's citizens we need better digital citizenship and actually if everyone becomes better better digital, digital citizens the whole the whole world gets stronger from this and so it's you can't just relegate this to your security team it's a business topic it's a team topic and really it's a digital citizenship topic I love that. The digital citizens. It feels like a HBR article waiting to be born.
6: Ah, yes. Right. Digital citizens. What does that translate to? Digital ID. You do not have digital citizenship without a digital ID. That's the point. All of this leads in the same direction. What a surprise. And here is what digital IDs will lead to inevitably, which is already there, by the way. They already have this happening both in this country and obviously China. But this solidifies this forever
8: little bit far-fetched and you might be thinking that this kind of authoritarian control over your money is not going to be anything that we'll see in the future. Unfortunately, this is already implemented in the world. In China, the government is already able to program what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. Over the last few years, they've limited millions of people's ability to buy things like train tickets, passports, and luxury goods. They're able to do this because of China's intense social credit system that links each person's identity and actions to their bank account account, allowing the government to see and to control everything a citizen does with their money. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa, and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. In fact, almost half of the world's nations are at some stage of implementing this kind of programmable money, meaning no-
6: Don't miss that, guys. That's the point right there. There's obvious lockstep coordination to this direction, regardless of what you think or want. That needs to be clear, and it's across the board. It's not just digital currency. Look at how everyone did the same thing for COVID-19. This is a plan. doesn't matter whether you think it's real or not. It's obvious this has been something that's been discussed and is being initiated
8: no matter where in the world you live this technology is likely only a few years away okay so how does programmable money tie in with the personal carbon limit well it all comes down to whether or not you've gone over your monthly usage and if you have there are two possible case scenarios for that the most openly talked about penalty for a person going over their individual carbon limit is that they would simply get charged for doing so just the same as what happens to large companies today Taken too many car trips this month or bought a little bit too much meat in that case you'd simply get a bill at the end of each month from your government so you can pay the price of being a naughty citizen. As your entire carbon usage would be tracked by a government CBDC, there would be no way to hide how much carbon you've used. And since they now also hold the keys to your money, they won't even need to send you a bill for your excess usage. Potentially, they'll just automatically pull your fine from your bank account.
6: There's your future, guys. And as somebody points out in the chat, rightly so, let's not forget, they just just rationalized 87,000 more IRS employees. Gee, I wonder what that's going to be for, right? There's there's an obvious direction here. Now, here's a post that uh, Patricia shared with me. The World Economic Forum proposes to collect off-platform intelligence, from millions of sources, their quote, to spy on people and new ideas and then merge this information together for content removal decisions sent down to internet platforms. So again, just like Eric Schmidt discussed for foreign policy, letting AI dictate what's good and not and what's allowed to be online. But let's not pretend, first of all, that the AI is making that choice, especially when they pretend that's what's happening and really it's them making those choices or it is really the AI, but they're feeding in data to make these decisions from the beginning that is faulty to begin with, which therefore leads to faulty choices. It doesn't matter how you look at this. They're still dictating the same things using new technology and why we would even think this is okay. It removes your choice completely. The solution to online abuse? AI plus human intelligence. That's incredibly alarming. This is August 10th, 2022, World Economic Forum. It says, as the internet has evolved, so has the dark world of online harms. Like, What does that even mean? Like, Think about what they're saying there. So, Anything that's harmful on the internet is just a fraction of what is extrapolated from the world, right? I mean, there's no physical harm online in regard to like being hit, punched, stabbed, killed. Okay, so that's not there. So all we're talking about is things that can be less than that online, physical, emotional abuse and so on. So to act like the dark world of online harms is the real problem is a manipulation. Why don't they care about the pedophiles and the murderers and the governments killing people? Those are the worst of the worst of the world today. No, no, no. Let's pretend like what's happening online is where we focus. So they can use those things as a reason to censor people that are talking about what we are talking about. In one part. And there's a thousand of the ways it could be abused. But to pretend like the Internet is where all the worst things are happening, that's, the, that's like arguing cryptocurrency is where all the manipulations for money is happening. While the fiat dollar is m- conducted with more murder, human trafficking, drug trafficking in regular daily activities like bank transfers or banks being involved with those actions we've seen over and over. But no, it's the cryptocurrency. Why? Because many of them are anonymous and that's what they're trying to get to. Not the big dark world of online harms, but using that as a means to an end to control what you do online and watch what you do online. Under the guise, they're stopping all those bad things, but in reality, we'll quickly see they facilitate them in their own way, like they do everywhere else. Goes on to say, online platforms responsible for removing abusive content and enforcing platform policies are challenged by an ever-growing... Oh, that was weird. This says right here, trust and safety teams in parentheses, the teams typically found within online platforms responsible for this, are challenged by an ever-growing list of abuses, such as child abuse, extremism, disinformation, hate speech, and fraud, right? That's the big, dark, dirty world of online. How about the fact that in the real world right now, you don't seem to care, about the child abuse being conducted by these injections on kids, or the fact that what you just did to them with lockdowns is wildly abusive, or the fact that governments with things like child services actively facilitate overwhelming child abuse. How about we look up a basic statistic about how many children through, let's just say, child protective services end up in child trafficking? It would blow your mind. People have written entire articles from online from corporate entities saying that they they that it looks like. Places like Child protected Services are basically pipelines for human trafficking. Not that they even know that. I believe they some to some degree people involved do. That's a government thing. But even if you don't think they do, we know that does happen. It's an overwhelming percentage. But yet we don't care about that. We only care about people saying things to kids online. Or we don't care about things like Drag Queen Story Hour at places like a a drag show called Kinky Boots, where young children can go watch it in the middle of the night. But that's totally acceptable, though, because I'm, I'm a bad person for saying that's inappropriate. Yeah, it's not sexual, but it's called Kinky Boots, though. You guys saw that post. My God. But let's focus on this stuff online. My point, again, it's about creating the illusion of this big threat in this big area so they can crack down there specifically. It's not about stopping these things. It's about using it as a means to focus on everything everyone's doing online and control it. Hate speech, disinformation. Yeah, well, we know how these things are played. But it says a more sophisticated approach is required. By uniquely combining the power of innovative technology, off-platform intelligence, collection, and the prowess of subject matter experts who understand that the threat actors operate, scale detection of online abuse can reach near-perfect precision. You know what that means? Perfectly censor anyone that says anything we don't think is allowable. Which they're trying to do now, but now they use AI, it'll be much better perfect precision, they say. That's the world they're building where you have no choice. Finally, as if you want to see how that translates, just imagine this world we're about to show you with a world like that, where the AI is deciding what you can and can't do. There's a social credit system designed to stop you from being able to spend your money if they decide you're not doing it right. That's all happening in China right now, and they're building out around you as we speak. Bernie's tweets again, showing you this tweet about what this cash society really looks like or what it would be, even though and this, this one of these stores is apparently already open. So watch this clip and be blown away about how this would easily be turned off to you if this was the only thing that was there and we lived in a society like they're building. There's a shorter by the way. I wasn't gonna read it, but so bottom line for those in the podcast, we're talking about a store that doesn't have any cashiers, just things on the things on the shelf, and you can walk in, take what you want, and leave. You're not gonna pay for it because they the, the AI and the cameras in the store, they, they facial recognition you and they just take it out of your account without even asking. You need to download an app, of course. Of course, of course, It's like Canada. Get the app, get the app, get the digital ID, and the app, of course is how they do this and you consent of course and then they have access to your bank account and it all facilitates through the government right and you get to walk in walk out and they walk you they as it just said the camera detects how you're walking what you what they, your facial your facial the way you're basically how you feel based on the way you're moving and that can dictate where they think you might be a threat where they think you might try to steal something bottom line is even if this is used completely honestly it's wildly authoritarian, wildly Orwellian. But then we have to argue, as we know, what if you're not vaccinated? What if they, put, they create a situation where they're like, well, we have to do it for everyone's safety? Well, then you'll be turned off. Why don't we think that's a possibility? It's obvious. Or the fact that you didn't say the right thing that day. You made wrong statements on Twitter that day. This is how it works. And it's already happening in China and, by the way, in Ukraine. Remember, we already showed you the guy walking in that guy's house and saying, you made these posts about Russia. He's like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, free democracy in Ukraine, right? That's the reality of where this is all going. Alert to store attendant who will go over to you for polite conversation. The startup behind it is called Standard Cognition. Yeah, because this is totally about stores, right? Totally about shopping. You no, know, this is about man. This is about collecting data and 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 perfecting the AI and how it monitors you and your gait and your facial recognition and your way you look, everything. That's what's happening right now in the world. This has been developed since 2016. Isn't that weird? Totally because COVID though and danger and viruses, but since 2016. It's reported that the first store is a prototype to work out the kinks. Standard Cognition has made partnerships with four retail chains around the world. The goal is to add this technology in 100 stores, but every day by 2020. This is, this is older. Standard Market may be the first cashless store, but Amazon already beat it to the punch. Amazon opened its first cash list, cashier list, Amazon Go, which we know Amazon is reportedly going to be opening another store in New York City, as well as in Chicago and San Francisco. All right? This all been building since before COVID 19. Just pay with cash or credit card. Or what did the last part say? It says shoppers will be able to shop without the app. Oh, so, but the first, yeah, see, this how it starts. At first, you can come in by two. But you need the app to get these certain things or certain deals or what we always tell you, right? Either way, guys, the first part of it's the craziest part. Like, technology will recognize when you put something back and what you do and will take it right out of your account. If we can't see how obvious that is that it's control over everything you do, at the very least, could be. Like, let's, let's think of the two-party paradigm illusion and say, well, it's all good because Biden's in power. What happens if evil Trump comes into power and he uses all those things against the Democrats? To to make it connect with people that are lost in two-party paradigm, or vice versa. What if Biden gets control of that and starts shutting down conservatives? It's the same thing, guys. The government will use it to control you, and we need to see that. It's everywhere. It's all around you, and the evidence is clear. And by the way, they're admitting they were wrong right now. Get that in front of the people that need to see it. Stand up. Do something. Say something. It is now time to take action because this is building anyway. I'll talk about monkeypox probably tomorrow and whatever else. It's never never ending today. But I'll continue to fight for you. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.
7: What if the experts are wrong? <laughs> what if quarantining the healthy doesn't actually save lives? <laughs> What if wearing a mask in public is not effective? If you do not have a mask, you cannot ride public transportation, sir. My name is Dr. Jeff Barkey and I'm here representing thousands of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced because we don't agree with the mainstream media and the experts who are telling us what to do.
2: Everything I've seen in the last nine days, all the things that just don't make sense, the patients I'm seeing in front of me, the lungs I'm trying to improve, have led me to believe that COVID-19 is not this disease and that we are operating under a medical paradigm that is untrue.
7: Never in the history of this great republic have we quarantined the healthy. Never in the history of this great republic have we told churchgoers that it's illegal for you to exercise your First Amendment right to freedom of religion. Never in the history of this country have we been told that you can't go to church because it's not essential but you can go get an abortion because that's essential. Never before in our country have we let criminals out of jail, but we've told you you can't exercise your second amendment right and protect yourself by purchasing a firearm. When liquor stores are deemed essential, but your businesses are deemed non-essential, there's something wrong going on. We called people's utilities this week and made them pay what could have been their last check to us to turn their lights on in the global health pandemic. But you don't care about that and you didn't want to meet. This booklet, the Declaration of Independence in our U.S. Constitution, was never designed to restrain the people. It was designed to restrain the government. We're realizing that the fatality rate of this virus is in the ballpark of a bad seasonal influenza. Do not let your voices be silenced. We will see eventually that this government-imposed cure is going to be worse than the virus itself.
4: We can do
0: this on my time too. me. Hey man, stop talking to me. Stop joking. Stop me bro. Stop. 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 Help. Stop. Help, man. This shit ain't right, bro. Stop. This <laughs>
7: right. But what's happening now is unemployment reaches 20 to 30 million people is those folks are now becoming dependent on the government. And what government dependency causes is a larger, more tyrannical government.
4: We 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 We
7: We We the people want to put our government back in its place. We want a small, representative government, not a large, tyrannical government. I'm here representing thousands of physicians around the country whose voices must be heard.
2: We've never seen where we quarantine
4: the healthy, where you take those without disease and without symptoms and lock them in your home.
6: So you guys are asking me to leave the store for not wearing a mask when I have a medical condition, even though yours is
3: pulled under your nose. I I don't have to bring a note and yours isn't even on.
4: Just do whatever you want to do. It's
3: America, right? I
6: cannot wear a mask.
4: Get out. Do not let
7: your voices be silenced.